0: Sentient beings, and welcome to the Transmissions Podcast, where we talk about all news, toys, and comic books related to the Transformers. On this episode of Transmissions, we're joined by Ripped Apparel's co-founder, Paul Freemel, as we talk about a slew of new R.I.D. figures and toys. In media news, the live-action Bumblebee movie is in search of a director, and we get a look at a custom-built prowl in our feedback section. We have all of this... And so very much more, all on this episode of Transmissions.
1: This episode of Transmissions is brought to you by Prime Toys, where you can get collector-grade toys without the collector-grade prices. Use the code TRANSMISSIONS at checkout for 10% off all regularly priced Transformers-related items at primetoys.net. This includes all Hasbro, Takara, and third-party transforming toys. Please visit them via the image on our site or go to transmissionspodcast.com slash primetoys. This episode is also brought to you with the support of our listeners. If you're able to donate, please visit our support page at transmissionspodcast.com slash support. On that page, you will find links to donate via Patreon or PayPal. If you can't donate monetarily, please help us out by spreading the word
2: about our show. Welcome to Transmissions, the podcast that knows that clothes make the bot. I'm your host, Charles, a.k.a. Big C, and I'm joined by the excellent Transmissions team. Yusuf, better known as Yoshi. Yo! Jeremy, a.k.a. Yako.
3: I'm here. Barely.
2: Present. And Daryl, the Cybertronian Beast.
3: Hey, everybody. How's it going? Let's talk Transformers.
2: All right. And today we have a very special guest joining us on the show. We met up with him. At TFCon Chicago this year, he is one of the co-founders of the awesome t-shirt company Ripped Apparel. You might have heard of it. They do lots of awesome, really cool uh, 80s and 90s nostalgia-themed t-shirts, but with a little bit of a twist, please welcome to the show, Mr. Paul Freemill. Hey, hey,
4: how's it going? Glad to be here.
2: Yeah, Paul, thanks for joining us and, and thanks for uh, sitting down and chatting with us a little bit about uh, Ripped Apparel and about
4: Transformers. My pleasure. Two things I like to talk about a lot.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, Paul, where exactly did the idea for Ripped come from?
4: Kind of funny you should ask now that I think about that. About about a uh, little less than eight years ago, there was a presidential election going on. A friend of mine sent me a a link to a to a T-shirt website that was selling an Obama shirt, like a pro Obama shirt, with really cool drawing of kind of an exaggerated caricature of him, but um, somewhat lifelike, very very artistic. And I think I ended up buying it. You know, it was it was pretty cheap, only ten dollars. And later on, um, the guy that had sent me that link um, was a, he was a friend of mine who lived in Chicago. That's where I live now, and we discussed how we could maybe do what that t-shirt site was doing because that, that Obama shirt was only available for one day. And um they did this every day. So basically we saw an opportunity for uh me and the and me and the other guy and another friend of ours, like we kinda had the, the skill sets to maybe make this happen. Um and we thought maybe we could try to do this and start a start a business and just see where it goes. And, you know, seven and a half years later it it definitely was uh, it was definitely something that we were able to execute, and now we we have a building in on the west side of Chicago. We print and ship shirts out of our facility and we have about twenty twenty employees at this point so oh. um, and th- there's so basically we we kind of we saw the idea we didn 't come up with it a hundred percent on our own, but you know it's um it's definitely something that that we were in the right place at the right time for because right after that about a year after we started it just the whole kind of what we call the sure today industry kind of blew up and there's been tons more copycats and they've tried little little things here and there but the um we we've pretty much stayed stayed to our our guns with what we do which is new designs every 24 hours starting at midnight and we profit share with the artists that create those designs. And as nice. we've grown, we've added like new products to the to the um, to the repertoire, and we've added more designs that appear every day, and also some different sales cycles, like weekly designs, or um, uh, we'll feature an artist for a month and sell their designs all month. But still, we the core of what we do the core of what we do is the new designs every night at midnight. And it's kind of built it builds into the name, which is Ripped, which actually stands for rest in peace t-shirts. And that's why we call our archive the graveyard. So it's like the shirts like start at the beginning of the day, but rest in peace at, at the end of the cycle, which is at midnight.
5: So I think that's, cool. I think kind, uh,
1: of that's of kind of clever on the, the name. Thank you. Cool. Well it's, it's nice to see that the first copycat is is usually the most successful in a particular field like microsoft like excel wasn't the first spreadsheet but they you know they are now the biggest so it just seems to always repeat itself in tech in like websites technology and stuff
4: yeah i just like to give credit where it's due i don't want everyone to think that you know we came up with the concept woot is like the originator of the yeah kind of the deal-a-day thing then then um I guess Groupon sort of got bigger off of that. But but um, you, you we, we, found we found thought we could do it work. better. Yeah, we, we, just, we just saw an opportunity and we thought we can do this. Maybe we can do it better. And we're always trying to improve upon what we're doing. And that's why our, kind of our current slogan is just the best daily pop culture T-shirts because we really feel like we are. And that's what the feedback we've gotten from our customers. So we, we believe in that.
1: Awesome. Uh, how long did it take you um, guys to like, become successful?
4: Well, um, it depends on your definition of success. But we, we were profitable since day one because of um we didn't I mean we didn't sell like a, a buttload of t-shirts or anything on first day, but um with what what um my partner Matt likes to call us is a, a cash flow positive business where we
5: mm-hmm.
4: actually people make the orders and then we create the product. We're not like making a a whole t-shirt line and buying, you know, 2000 t-shirts and hoping to sell them where we're putting up the money ahead of time. We're, we're kind of, we're very lean. Whereas we get the orders for the shirts, then we produce exactly what was sold and then ship them out as quickly as possible. And a lot of people might not realize that about what we do. When when you order a daily t-shirt, you're actually pre-ordering it, but we, but we print them within 24 hours of the order. So, it's, so it's virtually, yeah, it's virtually there.
1: That's cool. That, that's like taking the whole build-to-order PC model, you know, to the, the next level, I guess, with just you know consumer goods.
4: Yeah, I mean, with T-shirts um, and and other printed um, apparel, just the, the the method. What take what's difficult to do to make a screen printed T-shirt is the setup. I mean, it takes the same amount of essentially set up labor to make one T-shirt as as it takes to make 10,000. So it's kind of like you're, you're minimizing the setup with the potential big reward for the printing um, within the 24-hour period. But, I, but going back to your original question about success, I mean, if, if I... I wouldn't say we were like successful from day one. I actually started this just as fun, like I was like there's no way this is going to work it's going to be really hard to get people to know who we are. How do you even get people to come to your website if you just if you didn't exist yesterday and now you do how do you get people to come to it which is a, a constant struggle for anyone that's you know in e commerce but I would say about two years in we were able to um Stop working full time and then work full time on the company. The three of us together. That that was when I felt like it really was, you know, a serious thing. And it's been five years since then.
1: Wow! And I have a building and employees. So it's awesome.
4: Yeah, it's it, it's been a lot of fun. I'll tell you that. It's it's. I never thought it would it would get here. And I, I actually uh, blame my transformer obsession on a lot of the way that it has played out in the past few years. So.
0: It's uh, the so reason why it took you two years to finally quit your day job.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> so w- you weren't a huge Transformer fan
4: before starting Ripped? Oh, I, I've I've been there since the beginning. So. Oh, okay. When I, when I first moved to Chicago in 2004, it was right when like Alternators and Cybertron mm-hmm. were starting and, you know, you, you get you graduate from college and suddenly you have a job and like money. What? Yeah. <laughs> like I can actually get all these things I'm seeing in Japanese uh, magazines and stuff. Oh boy. And that's that's kind of where it the slippery slope began.
1: Yeah, and then you just have to figure out how to feed that uh, and not you know and still be able to eat.
4: <laughs> yeah, and be able to walk around your apartment as well. That's, right. I lived in a studio on the 13th floor of a 13 story building back then. It was, wasn't a lot of room for anything. How it's kind of broad, but like,
0: can anybody submit a, a, a t-shirt design? because uh, you said you, you, you cut the, you cut the profits with the designer. Can anybody do that? Do they have to be established? How does that work?
4: Oh yeah. Um, that's actually my department. I kind of manage the creative and the, the artists at large. Um, um, yeah, anyone can submit to Ripped. And that's something we've always, that's always been kind of our mantra. We, we have artists from all over the world. We have artists from every walk of life, every skill level. Um, we have, I like to call it the, the, the first timers, the people that are just trying to get that first print um, on any of the daily shirts, not just Ripped. You know, that's kind of like, the, it seems like a really tough um, barrier to break if people are just getting into it. But I mean, I've seen it take people a year, but you know, some people start and they don't really have their skills up to the, the level of, uh, something that, that would be commercially viable. But, um, you never know. Some, some people get strike gold on their first submission even, but then if I, if I,
0: if I were to submit to you, my stick figure drawing skills, And would I get an email back from you being like, dude, no, you need to, you need to go in this direction and come back after.
4: (laughs) We do not have time to, um, give like proper feedback for people. And it's, it's, that's also a difficult, it's, it's a tough subject. The artists always want to know, like, why did my thing get rejected? Why didn't I get printed? Why, why did my design get rejected? And this other one very similar to mine did get accepted. Like what? What's the difference? And, you know, those are just really emotional questions (laughs) and they Uh they, uh, expectations are much higher than than I basically no answer I can provide will ever really be satisfying to to artists unless I'm saying, yes, we're going to print your design. Don't worry. You know, that's that's what everyone wants to hear when they get when they when they submit. But we do have a Facebook group specifically for artists. And there's some, oh, that's awesome! Yeah, there's some veterans in there. There's some newbies in there. There's people that I've actually never spoken with that are in there. But you know, I'll give a lot of people will post their designs, be like, "Give me some feedback," and I'll try to give a little bit of feedback when I can. But some people like hold my opinion like in a higher regard than they probably should. <laughs> but you know, I do work for the company, so I'm making some of the decisions. But I'm always trying to uh, motivate someone in the in the in the proper direction if I can. But there's you know. There's almost 2,000 people in that art group at this point. So it's kind of tough to give everyone their their uh, equal, equal time. Sure. But yeah, anyone can submit something and it, and it goes into a review process. And it usually takes about... We try to limit it to be 10 days. So you'll know within 10 days if it's yes or no. And yeah. And if... Um, then when, when we do pick a design, uh, you'll get notified and you'll we'll also be told... Uh, what the day the day that it's going to be sold as well?
0: Do you have do you have basic guidelines for art submission on the site?
4: We do have like a we have like a submission kit, which is a Photoshop document that is in the size of the it's just basically an eight hundred by eight hundred Photoshop document with all the shirt colors as background layers. But um, th- there's a little bit of text, in there are giving you some guidance. But like creatively, we try to be pretty vague. Uh, like we're we're not. In the artist group, some you know maybe once a month they will be like, hey, these are the type of designs we're looking for. But you know, again, by, by saying what we want, we might be cutting someone off that might have had a really awesome design we weren't thinking of. You know, they might be like, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna wait on this design because they didn't they didn't ask for optical illusion designs this this week, so. You know, I'm not going to submit it because I would I would hate to make someone not want to submit something. So it's are a delicate there are, are there
0: limitations to uh, a color palette that can be used or anything?
4: Well, we screen print everything, so right. and we and our our presses max out at about nine colors. We could go higher than that, but it really gets kind of crazy to go higher than nine colors. I try to. I mean, I think. Um, the color limitations, I think, actually create better artwork and provide more of a challenge to uh, seasoned pros. They're like, wow, I only have three colors I can work with. Wow, I'm going to have to really mess with my halftones to get some mm-hmm. variation in in palette here. Or, or I'm going to have to... I, I I don't have all the colors of the rainbow to play with. Not every crayon in the box is there, and and it, sometimes that limitation can create some even more spectacular results. Um, so oh, I think uh, that answers your question. But yeah,
0: no, it totally does. Uh, we we have
4: that. nine co- nine colors are available, but I I don't recommend someone doing that, like unless they really know. Like there's got to be a reason for every single one of those colors. Like if you're doing a rainbow design. Like it, it, better be amazing. <laughs> it better, better be useful or, or, or have a have a reason to need all those colors. And usually, with, when you're when you're going with a rainbow, you kind of need quite a few, and you might use them up making that rainbow.
0: Uh, on average, how many how many shirts ahead are you are you guys prepared? If that makes
4: sense.
1: Yeah. Um. Like, like how many designs are in the queue?
4: Yeah. How many designs are in the queue on average? Well, right now, I can tell you we have everything through November scheduled every day in November is scheduled. And that's basically 21 designs a week. If you, if you're thinking three a day, so that's, you know, that's quite a few. And on Monday, that's usually when we have our art meeting. And so we will be through the first week of December as of tomorrow at this time tomorrow. Very cool. So, well,
1: I guess when you're, when artists are, are thinking about designs to submit, they should probably be looking around at what's popular. Like next summer, there's a Transformers movie coming out. So chances are Transformer designs are going to be more popular around that time. So would that be wise to, to tell people just to kind of look at what's popular, you know, just at the moment?
4: Yeah, I mean, the, the artist should always be thinking of like, like paying attention. They got to kind of have their ear to the ground. As far as what's what's gonna be cool or what people are interested in right now, I mean, um, you know, we we didn't we didn't start as sort of a pop culture website. Like, if you look, if you can look at a, the history of Ripped, you'll see that we really avoided kind of the, the things that we're doing these days, which are more fandom centric, um, more um, parody. We we um, we were, we didn't really know what we should be looking for, but we, you know, over the years, we figured it out. And so, I mean, as far as the Transformers film, in spe- specifically, I wouldn't really, I wouldn't be looking forward to a lot of, like, film-related well, no, I wasn't even film-related saying shirts from us, because uh, that, that, that's just not really, our audience does not, is not really that interested in the, the bay, bay formers.
5: Well,
1: you have a smart audience. We, you know, we know that already. <laughs> No, but I mean, I just, we like it, it, with our own numbers. Every time there's a movie that comes out, we just see a, a you know a general spike around the movie time, just because Transformers are, you know, in the the zeitgeist yeah. at the moment. So I would just imagine it would be the same for a, a site like yours, where more people are going to your site looking for Transformers-related shirts.
4: Yeah, they, they, they probably will be. But we, we try not to let, like, what's going on dictate what we're doing too much. Okay. I mean, it definitely does play in. There's a, no, what's the number one movie that's out right now? Could you answer that question?
1: I have a Doctor small child. Strange. I don't get to go see movies.
4: Is some, some, yeah, something to do with an infinity stone. That's probably what <laughs> the um, biggest movie is right now. <laughs> and I can tell you the character in that movie is something I've never been had much of an affinity to. And neither has our, our, our audience, artist audience or the, the customer base. But, you know, those things bubble up when, when a new movie comes out. And so you might, see, you might see something on our website that has to do with, like you said, the zeitgeist of the current, the current time. But timing this stuff is also very difficult because we're at the mercy of what the artists are making and sending to us and right. when they send it to us. And if I told you we're already thinking about December now, you know, I have to know what's going to be cool a month from now. But if I was working it in the major apparel industry, I'd, I'd be thinking a year and a half ahead. So I, I shouldn't. I'm not really complaining. I actually think I, right. I think we have it pretty good. We're able to be pretty nimble as far as uh, figuring out what's cool and what isn't and reacting I, to it.
2: I did notice a lot of uh, Transformers the animated movie themed shirts came out around the time of the anniversary, the 30th anniversary of the movie a couple months ago.
4: Oh yeah, absolutely. I was able, that was something, you know, I, I knew that was coming and I was able to kind of, um, once in a while I can commission some designs from outside artists that I, I've worked with in the past and I'll have a, an idea I think works really well as a, as a good parody or play on this, you know, fan term or something like, I think we did the Quintesso's serial. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, Yeah, those those were planned. Those were sometimes we're able to actually make adjustments or set up um, set up things in advance. But it is actually quite difficult to to manipulate our schedule in that sort of way. But I mean that movie. I mean, I love that movie so much, and I think it. um, I didn't know how much we were going to get in regards to that film, but thankfully the Blu Ray got got released. That was really cool. And um, we were able to kind of celebrate it ourselves in our own little way. The question
3: that I had for this was just, it just kind of came up, uh, with with drawing all this uh, art from the community, is there ever a fear that it, it will dry up? And, and if so, is is there kind of this plan B uh,
4: if it if it does? Well, you know, I've actually never... <laughs> I've never thought that it could dry up, you know, to be honest. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Unless, well, just because I've never had, I've just been so confident in our artist community. And it continues, you know, there's, there's artists we've worked with for the whole seven years that we've been around. But it's kind of right. like a revolving door. Okay. You know, people, people are really hot for a while. They're, you know, they, they're like, oh, my God, this T-shirt thing is so cool. I want to keep designing stuff. And they, they really hone their skills. And maybe they then get a full-time job and then they kind of mm-hmm. fall off or they just decide you know they get they have some children or something and they just kind of they go on in a different direction but there's some that every every situation mm-hmm. you can imagine has happened and unless like all the artists in the world were at a at a convention and it like blew up or something like i really just think there will there will always be someone that is wants to make something cool wants to get it out there and we provide one of those outlets to do that. But as far as a plan B, I mean, we have changed a few things in, in the, um, we, we have modified what we do a little bit. We do have some designs we call exclusives. And that means that um, we actually own the rights to the design because every design that we sell and, and have sold, you know, to the, for the most part has basically just been a a design licensed from the artist that created it. And we agree to pay them, used to be a dollar per item. Now it's 10% of the sale price for each item. Oh, but um, so, so yeah, we, we've started, the, the artists are able to take those designs after, after we've sold it, they, they continue to own the, the rights to that design. That's why I say we, we kind of have a, a 24-hour license with them. So then they could sell it at another website that is similar to ours, or put it on a website that will print on demand, DTG, or they can put it on their own website and um, sell it their own, you know, whatever they want. They own the rights to it. It's, it's their their piece of artwork. But when we do a commission, or um, we have artists that are in-house now, you know, we we own those pieces. And so we can actually say they're exclusive. The hope is that then people know like there's a certain quality, a certain type of design that they can only get from us. They know it won't appear at another website, or if it does, they knew they know it's stolen, which happens quite a bit. Um, but we have actually hired some artists in house, people that we've worked with in the past. So they actually come into the office, you know, five days a week, and then we have creative meetings, and I look at what they're doing, and we do sketches, and we refine. And we come up with uh, the ideas that we think are going to be the best based on kind of that zeitgeist that's going on. Okay. And, um, you know, that that's kind of a different model than we started with for sure. And I don't know if a lot of our competitors are doing that yet or are planning to, but it, that is sort of a difference. That, that There's a certain quality level that I expect out of my in-house artists. And, you know, we all kind of try to be creative together to come up with some really some really great ideas that the public will like
2: you mentioned that your um like the theme of your shirts had kind of uh, drifted into more you know fandom focused uh, parody shirts uh you know recently and and of course our our audience uh is really interested in the transformers theme shirts they, you know we love we love those shirts and and it sounds like you you love producing them as well. What are the franchises that you find are are most popular uh, for your shirts? Like in terms of like particular pop culture items, or it, does it does it kind of ebb and flow, or like does it kind of track with what's what's currently going on in, in larger pop culture, or is there something
4: that you see is consistently popular all the time? Man, it it changes a lot. I mean, I think the reason that Transformers fans kind of seem to like us a lot is because we just be, because I'm such um, I'm so involved in the fandom I kind of always like I, I'm the target audience essentially for that. so I, I usually know what's going on like like I know if this this catchphrase makes sense or not. You know, or okay. like, I'll be like, no, 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 that's not the first line from the first episode of the, f- the f- of more than meets the eye. You, you got it. You got a few words wrong there. You know, like I, I'll get those things. But if it was for another fandom, I probably would totally miss those things. And, and we have missed those things before. But as far as what what it, it definitely ebbs and flows, like you're saying. I mean, it. We found that we're our fans are mostly into sci-fi. They're it's like comic books, video games. TV shows and movies; those are the four, you know, it's like all the general things in pop culture. I mean, sometimes there's even written stories like books, you know. But those are we're, what we do is we, we create visual products. And when you're when you're reading a book, it's a little more difficult to like apply what you imagined, excuse me, reading reading into like someone else's vision on a T-shirt. You know, you might be like. Oh, that's what the cornucopia mean, meant in Hunger Games. That's not what I thought it meant. You know, and you see it on a shirt, and it, it might not connect with you. But I guess um, it really just depends. It really just—it it changes so quick. Like there was um, there was a time when the, t- sh- the daily T-shirt industry kind of kind of was at its heyday, and it was um, the the joke was put a Tardis on it,
5: <laughs> and
4: it was you know, kind of true. <laughs> I would have to say from the from the inside. Basically, artists were doing anything with a blue phone box. You know, they were just like throwing it on there. And th- but those days have passed, and I, I and I don't really know exactly why because I'm not a, a Hoovian by any means. I don't really, I never really <laughs> understood. I never seen an episode of the show, which is kind of embarrassing to say. But you know, the fans, <laughs> the fans really loved that for a while. But it, you know, sometimes it's it's hot and sometimes it's not.
2: Well, you're you're lucky. You're on a Transformers podcast, so you won't you won't get in trouble here. But
4: <laughs> hey, I I'd like to say uh, tell it how it is. <laughs> you know, trying to pretend them um, every every nerddom
5: fandom.
2: <laughs> well, that that's cool. That so we know we we've got a we've got a man on the inside who's uh, so we know Transformers uh, theme shirts will always get uh, you know be well represented in, in ripped apparel. Yeah, so that's that's awesome. They,
4: you know, they always have to be a little subversive. They have to be. Speak to the, the the true fans and um, we try to make sure they're not something that would be you know I think you, you guys asked me if you or you wanted to touch on this a little bit but, you know we try to make sure everything we do is fair use and, and under parity like we we're, we're, we're mm-hmm. basically if it's if it's something that a a, license, a licensed um, seller would be able to sell then we try to stay away from it. It's got to be kind of okay. it has to have like a spin on it you know because we're we're doing our best to kind of stay in that gray area.
2: Okay. Is it fair to say that the as you mentioned the like the the four kind of pop culture areas? Is it fair to say that um you target a lot of 80s and 90s nostalgia? I mean, I I think that's kind of where your your core demographic is. Like, you know, my, I think of myself and and people, you know, 10 years older and 10 years younger than me are are right in that sweet spot.
4: Yeah, we we definitely do. It wasn't really intentional. It just I think the the three guys that started the company, you know, we're, we're in our (laughs) thirties. So when we're looking, when when we are reviewing artwork, those, the things that resonate with us typically, you know, get the green light more than things Mm -hmm. that don't. But we, we try to branch out. Like we know that we, we're we're cognizant of the fact that it is kind of eighties and nineties centric. And we would like to be a little more, you know, post 2000 if we could, but that age group may not be, really in the in the nostalgia t-shirt era yet so right. give it a little time and we'll see you know you know so, sort of one, one of the newer properties that's out there that i think has actually resonated and i think it, it it does just with our age group and that's why it's been working well but it's like rick and morty that's a, you know yeah. that's a, <laughs> just because it's kind of taking in stranger things for sure because those are almost nostalgic by by nature
2: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Rick and Morty is definitely something that that we all love here. So uh, uh, I one of the shirts I got uh, a few months ago was that uh, that shirt that was uh, science with all the uh, the characters who uh, who were into science from different cartoons. So you had uh, Perceptor and Donatello and then Rick and Morty and a bunch of other guys beaker and uh
4: Bunsen Honeydew. dude yeah that that was done by one of the i think the butter bot is in there too if you look closely yeah. <laughs> that was done by one of our in-house guys his name is uh his artist name is the atomic rocket he's a great great artist very <laughs> talented that was all his idea very very cool
5: design <laughs> glad
4: you enjoyed
5: it
2: yeah I, I still have it i still wear it i love it <laughs> Um, now you, you talked about your business model for um, you know having shirts available for 24 hours or, or for another set time period. I, I know it changes uh, for different uh, for different shirts and then going to the graveyard. but then you you know you also have a way for for fans to love old designs and uh, does that does that give you a way to to gauge popularity and and try to bring some designs back if they're popular enough?
4: yeah it does it does that um that functionality kind of just lets you get notified if it comes back which happens very rarely but you know black friday is coming and the graveyard is stirring is all i can say so (laughs) you might want to start loving some stuff
2: (laughs) (laughs) yeah so so things do come back from the dead uh
4: they do vary i mean it's it's few and far between but we have been this year we've been experimenting a little bit and we've tried to bring back uh, what we call reprints as uh, weekly offerings so it'll be available for 7 days and okay. so it, it's it's not quite as prominent as the as the daily model but we just wanted to see how it would work and it was it was pretty successful so we have something kind of cool planned for the end of the year that uh, hopefully fans of the company will enjoy. But that's all I can say. <laughs> awesome.
2: Uh, now, uh, we met you at TFCon Chicago. Was that the first convention that Ripped Apparel came to, or have you gone to other conventions? We've
4: done a few. I mean, we've we've done TFCon twice, because our, our first one ever was... The original Chicago TFCon two years ago. Oh, okay. And that you know, I just kind of wanted to wanted to cut our teeth on that one because it, it seemed like it would be pretty low key and the right crowd. And I wanted to go anyways. And I, I've always wanted to kind of be on the inside of the convention crew, you know. And that w- it was pretty successful. And from there, we've we've done maybe a dozen like C two E two. We we usually do that every year. We went out to Wizard World this past year. And uh, did BotCon when it was in Chicago. We've tried to keep it pretty local because moving a few thousand shirts is kind of a big ordeal.
5: <laughs> <laughs> right.
4: <laughs> and our price point is pretty low. Like, you know, the Chosen Prime, you know, if they sell a hundred items, they're probably turning, you know, they're probably turning a pretty good profit in, in any one show. But we have to sell qu- quite a bit more than that because our price point is much lower. Right. I mean, we'll probably always, as long as TFCon's in Chicago, I can't imagine we wouldn't do it because it's just up the road, and I like to party, so <laughs> we like to come <laughs> have some fun with everybody.
2: So, do do you get the, do you get a chance to have the TFCon experience? Uh, you know, get away from the booth a little, a little for a little bit. No,
4: I spent a lot of time behind the booth this this time. Um, I really wish I could have seen the Nick Roach panel. And it, was it Josh Bertram, too, that was there? Yes. Yeah. I really wish I would have seen that. I was just so exhausted. You know, I was so happy that we were done setting up that I I, I skipped it. But I really wanted to see that. Um, other other than that, I mean, I've – I just, you know, I love I, – I pretty much stay in the sales floor anyways. Okay. Just because I – you never know if you missed that, like, gem. So, you got to go see every booth at least, like, eight times.
2: <laughs> right. <laughs> So, did, did, what did you what did you pick up this year? Did you find anything good this year?
4: Um, I I did really good. I did, I almost bought nothing, but I I went to the Chosen Prime and picked up their they had like a loose um, Terror, which is that uh, shattered glass Rodimus Prime. Ah, okay. Uh, I didn't realize it was a loose one, but they gave me a pretty good deal on it, and it was the only one they had, so I thought that was a pretty pretty rad toy. And I almost bought that oversized MP10, but I was able to resist it. So I, I walked away with only spending <laughs> about 120 bucks.
5: Felt,
2: okay,
4: good. Felt good. <laughs>
2: felt good. <laughs> um, now our our friend of the show, uh, Paul, uh, who's uh, robots with coffee, oh, I, yeah. I saw him work in your booth. Uh, so do you know him?
4: Yeah, he's a local Chicago guy. We're we're, we're great friends. Um, oh, cool. You know, I love I love his work. I try to. Try to promote him when I can. So, uh, you know, he's he just got a heart of gold, and uh, you know, if if I could, if he wants to volunteer, I always let him and you know get him into the shows and gets to enjoy himself a little bit. I try not to work him too hard. He brought these um, like Valentine's Day cards or something. That <laughs> It was like Ambulon getting cut in half. <laughs> so he had him at the rip booth, and it was oh man, they're so funny
2: yeah we we should do i mean i I'd, I'd like to encourage him to um submit a design for a for a shirt i'd like to have a, uh, robots
4: with coffee yeah, shirts he's, he, he's uh pitched some design, pitched some ideas to me they haven't quite made it through but you never know
2: cool all right now one thing I mean, we talked about it on the show last week but so you made waves uh or ripped apparel in general made waves with Uh, the announcement that you guys commissioned a a special cover from IDW for uh, the first issue of their new comic Optimus Prime.
4: Yes, we did. We did. And I was very, I I meant to, uh, I got the word that we could announce that at TFCon, but it was after I'd already gotten there. So (laughs) I wasn't able to really do much (laughs) about it, unfortunately, but, uh, we were able to make the announcement the next week. The, the, cover was drawn by another artist that we've worked with a lot. His name is Tim Lim. He's also known as Ninja Inc. He's a phenomenal talent. He's great. He just got married this weekend. So, uh, he wasn't able to, to join us, but, uh, I'm sure he would have enjoyed that. He, he's also the guy that drew the, the shirt of like Peter Cullen as Superman and like, like oh, opening okay. up yeah. his, his chest or opening up his shirt. And it's got, a uh, you know like a g1 prime grill underneath just to right yeah and he he's done lots of other comic work though too especially for idw like he's he's done um a bebop and rock city comic he and mostly the covers you know because he's just really good at it he also did back to the future a bunch of the street fighter cross crossover with gi joe covers i mean he's he's just really good so i would definitely encourage you to check out his work but, awesome. but as far as that cover went, I mean, I expect, you know, I deal with this all the time with fandom seeing something and half of them are upset about one little detail. And I know with the, you know, the Optimus cover with kind of parodying the or homaging the Shockwave cover, I knew there was going to be, I, was gonna, I knew it was going to ruffle some feathers. And it definitely did <laughs> with the uh, the words and stuff, so. Yeah, <laughs> love
2: well, you know, also, I have to kind of um, I have to kind of fault IDW for that, too, because they didn't have to change the name of the comic to Optimus Prime. They could have kept it as as Transformers or, you know, Transformers colon Optimus Prime or whatever, you know. So,
4: yeah, uh, you know, I always knew, I knew it was going to be Optimus Prime and just I, I guess I kind of want to take this time to defend the cover a little bit because but I, I knew it was, <laughs> I just want to explain that, like the other options we had would have caused in my opinion more controversy so that's why we went with this i felt it was more authentic but this also wasn't the original concept the original concept got um denied so we we had to go with something else and this was something that you know it kind of just dawned on me like oh well you know it's kind of a, this to me this was a big moment for optimus prime and transformers comics in general because it's you know it's basically like hey, this is a solo comic. This is a, you know, a, it's like a Magneto comic or something. You know, it's like a big deal. And it could go right. on for who knows how long. It's 1st We've had Windblade and Bumblebee and stuff, but those are kind of like, I don't know, like short run or spotlights or something. This is supposed to be an ongoing as far as we know. So I felt it was kind of a big deal. And one of the most iconic covers, in my opinion, is that Shockwave cover, which has been parodied a few times. Mm-hmm. But so, me and the artist, we kind of like thought about this a little bit. He wanted it to say, One shall stand. And I was like, I get it. Yeah, I really get it. But won't people be upset because it's, we're basically changing the words like significantly? And and it's kind of, I I kind of, I, I, we, he submitted a few versions with a few different words on it, and we sent. I sent them all to IDW, and I think they kind of let us decide. But we just, we decided to go with the. Uh, we decided to go with R all one. Originally, I wanted it to say All R one, but I thought that would also flip people out because you know we switched the the words. But I knew it was never. You're not supposed to read it as Optimus Prime R all one. It's just supposed to be like visually a you know. Easter egg to the old cover because if you if you remove the trade dressing from that original cover, it makes no sense. It never made sense to me. I know it's what it, it's supposed to say. The Transformers are all dead, but like it's so disjointed that I never really made that connection until years later reading it on the wiki. And maybe that's yeah. maybe that's my <laughs> fault. But <laughs> but uh,
2: no, I, I mean I, I know uh, like a a lot of fans transposed the words, and a lot of people thought it was uh all are all are dead rather than are all dead so i know i know you know when i looked at it first blush it, it kind of uh you know that that kind of happens too i mean i think i think you're kind of in a catch-22 situation
4: and, yeah you know <laughs> we are someone's <laughs> not going to be happy <laughs> but i ultimately i think the artwork is phenomenal i think it looks awesome so i to me, I was like, "Well, you know, it's it's one of those kitschy things, and the artwork is great. So if people want to be completists, sure, they'll get it. You know, I, I I expected some some flack, but I think you know the people that do like it, they just aren't saying anything. So, <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, we liked it, so we talked about it. And, uh, well, thank you.
4: Uh, <laughs> we also here's a little tidbit: we had to redesign Optimus at the last second. Oh, I don't really? Know how I'm supposed to talk about that, but. Uh, Oh, so <laughs> it, so it's, that it that
2: design matches matches his design in the comic.
4: Though. I I well I can't tell you that. All I can tell you is that it <laughs> got redesigned because I have not seen anything and anything other than the first page that was uh, revealed. I know nothing about what's going to be in the sh- in the book.
2: Okay, could could you uh, tell us briefly about uh, some of the designs that got
4: rejected? <clears> hmm. <throat> can I? Hmm. Well they let's just say they they it was another homage and it would have been really campy and really really kind of fun but it was um it wasn't directly homaging a transformers cover it was a marvel property like a vintage marvel uh-huh. cover and that just wasn't something that IDW wanted to to toy with you know and we we haven't worked with them before so you know we weren't going to we weren't going to twist any arms on that, and they they very Weird. very easily well because basically any of the transformer covers you know are still owned by Hasbro even though they were under Marvel so it's they're a little more they're a little less hesitant to allow those kind of um, homages. It's, and sure, it's I know like looking I, in a mirror. Yeah, I mean, I know other ones. I know other ones have gotten through in the past, but you know this this particular one we weren't gonna we weren't gonna push. Uh, and I don't want to reveal what it was a hundred percent because I'm trying to convince the artist to maybe make it as a shirt.
5: Ah, okay.
2: Yeah, I mean, we we actually, I mean, I think as you know, we we commissioned the cover as well, and we had a we had a similar process with IDW, where our, our initial uh, choice was to uh, to go with something that homage a classic Marvel cover. And uh, that was rejected. So we uh, we, we almost quit
5: podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> Don't give up.
2: <laughs> so, what did you think of the of the process in general? Working with IDW uh, to create and produce the cover. You
4: know, it, I thought they were great. It was, it was a it happened really quick. Um, from when this concept came to be to when we were actually talking with IDW because the artist is the one that convinced me, like, hey, you should try this. I bet you could do this. And I'd I'd draw it for you. And I'm like, well, I love your drawing, so okay. And I have a few friends. I'm in a few Facebook groups, and one of them um, includes a few guys that are – Really into the comic side of of well the the whole comic industry and I, I didn't know how exactly how far but I was just like hey if I wanted to do this you know who I would talk to and I, w- I was emailing with the guy that ended up making this happen like within thirty minutes so it was it was actually pretty pretty nice there I mean the email chain is enormous it went back and forth a billion times but you know I don't feel like it was. It was very difficult. You know, I think we had good artwork, so that probably made it a lot easier for them to work with us. You know, so I know I know you guys worked with Alex, right, to get your cover. Yes, yeah. Yes. Alex
2: Milne and Josh Perez. We yeah, we had them. Oh, and Josh. so they were already. Of course, they're already known to IDW. So that made things a little bit easier. Yeah.
4: Yeah. I, th- <laughs> I thought that cover was awesome. And it must have been pretty fun to work with those two. They're, they're also amazing artists
2: yeah I mean they did a great job I mean from you know we talk we told them what we wanted and it was you know such a quick turnaround when like we said okay this is this is the idea and you know those guys are professionals they they were able to do it really quickly and, and come up with exactly what we wanted so it was really it was really neat
4: yeah it's it's cool I like I like the cover you guys made. I mean, I'm a Starscream guy, so how can I not? <laughs> oh, thanks.
2: <laughs> so are, are you a regular uh, Transformers Comics reader?
4: I have... when. Um, well, I'll give you the quick history. When when Dreamwave came on the scene, I was in college, and there was a little comic shop down the street, and, you know, that's when Transformers was re-exploding, and I, I was really into the Dreamwave run. Then it fell off. You know, it exploded. And then... <laughs> I've been pretty on top of the IDW stuff. Um, there's been some blank spots, but and I and I wasn't too interested in the schism, you know, like the RID to M, uh, more than meets the eye. It took me a while, but when the DJG when the DJD showed up, I was hooked. Like I saw one of the awesome. This, if IDW is listening, you know those like five page previews you give. It it works. <laughs> That's what got me. <laughs> so uh, I've I've been pretty much a more than meets the eye fan ever since the beginning of that. I mean, I, oh, cool. Very interested in the in like the the details, the little the little um, foreshadowing moments in that story. I've done. A, I do a. I mean, I, I hate to. I just want to give a quick shout out to the, the Cybertron podcast because once in a while. Me and two of the guys there were really into the More Than Meets the Eye stuff, and we'll do like a More Than Meets the Eye deep dive, especially as as, mm-hmm. the, as the as the story came to a conclusion. You know, almost every yeah. issue of the end of that was a huge cliffhanger, <laughs> so it was it was a <laughs> lot of fun. It, you know, it was trying, basically Game of Thrones was out at the same time. And I'm listening to all these podcasts. I'm like, hey guys, let's do a More Than Meets the Eye thing, and we, we, we did our best. We tried
2: awesome well i'll have to track that down and, and take a listen to that
4: cool yeah it, it was fun i mean some of the guys there you know they're, they're good guys just call like all transformers fans now
2: um with this uh, with this cover that you commissioned is, is there any possibility of turning this into a ripped apparel shirt
4: probably not um i i just don't believe we will um we would be allowed to do that so um I didn't even really ask. I just, I just assumed it was. This is kind of comic only. I would assume I might try to give away some posters of it, like a larger prints for for kind of promo materials. But I, mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't expect to see this as a as a tee. Okay. Yeah, it's
2: disappointing. But uh, yeah, if 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 there's any possibility to make that happen, we, we'd be happy to see it. But I know you know that's that's probably a little bit harder. To, uh, to go down that route. And we, we explored that possibility as well. And uh, we asked the IDW folks to contact Hasbro and uh, they told us that, you know, there's it might be possible, but there would be like, you know, additional legal hurdles and licensing fees and stuff. Yeah. So. Mo-
4: most likely. I mean, when, when you, yeah what, what you're doing when you're commissioning the cover is essentially you're, you're paying for the rights to, to, print, this one print run on, this, on right. this comic, of this book, this many quantities, that kind of thing. And it's very, very official, and anything beyond that um, you know, is, is not part of, essentially, the deal. Right. That's why, if, if you're in the, the licensed apparel world, you know, um, you can you may be able to print on men's t-shirts, but you might not be able to do it on youth or women's or hoodies, so... It's a it's a whole another ball game. It's not, hmm. and it's much more boring than most of the other stuff we've been talking about. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm I'm excited for the cover. I mean, we've you know we've never sold a comic. This is totally new for us. Um, this is what we call an anytime item because it's not going to be like it's only available today. You know, it's it's going to be limited. It's, it's the limited quantity model where we'll just sell them until we sell out of them. I'm hoping, I'm hoping it does pretty well, and we we do have. I can't tell you much more than than we we will be doing another cover with them with another major number one transformer book that's coming out. And if you've been paying attention the last five minutes, you can probably guess what that is. But <laughs> but when that, I, I'm really excited for this one, even more so than the Optimus one. So I'm hoping. Um, I'm I'm kind of lost. I need a light. Yeah, you might be able to. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> But I I think everyone will unanimously love what we created for that. There's, there's, there's no bones about it. It's, it's, it's awesome.
2: Oh, we'll we'll be, we'll be looking forward to that.
3: Can I, can I ask, uh, other than, uh, selling the, the comic online, which you have a very, uh, very large web presence, so you'll be able to find it very easily. Are you going to try and get the book into any brick and mortar stores?
4: I you know I've been approached by a few of the the guys I mentioned that kind of got this rolling for me. You know, they've asked if they could get a few to sell in their store and I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, sure." So, I mean, it, we're not really actively looking to do that. If some third parties come, you know, approach us about it and we can just quickly make you know, make it work, we, we would be happy to do that. I think I think um, someone in the maybe it was you guys that mentioned that they know someone in the UK that would be interested in getting a small order of them. So we we know people everywhere. Yeah,
3: <laughs> we're so big now.
4: It's, it's definitely <laughs> it's definitely in the realm of possibility. <laughs> yeah.
3: No, that's cool. Yeah.
4: If anyone wants the book, we want to make sure they can get it. So.
3: And and I don't think you mentioned it, but are you? Did you? Did you want to say how many you, you have of, the, of Optimus Prime? Uh, sure. Of the particular sure. cover?
4: Yeah. It's, I mean, it's a limited edition of 1,000. So okay. that's, um, that's how many there will be. And I know we're going to give a big chunk of those to the artist. Um, and he'll be having, you know, so he can sign a bunch of copies and stuff and take them to his, his uh, conventions that he goes to and stuff. So, But, I mean, it, it pretty much as far as I, the majority of them will be at rippedapparel.com.
2: That's sweet. Nice. Yeah. So we're going to do our rapid fire questions. And so there's, there's no, uh, there's no gotchas here. It's just, uh, we, we, go, we give you some quick either or a or B questions, uh, and we go through them quickly. So we get a sense of, uh, you know, where you are as a transformers fan mm. and also as a, a fan of, uh, of things in general. Sweet. So, uh, uh, You know, and you can, we give you a couple of options, but you can also make up your own option if you don't like any of the options we give you.
3: Okay.
2: Yeah, your nerd
3: cred is on the
5: line here. I'm game.
2: (laughs) (laughs) All right. So first question, Autobot or Decepticon? Oh, Decepticons. And who is your favorite Decepticon? Starscream. All right. Uh, Transformers live action movie, one, two, three, or four? (laughs)
4: Gotcha. I guess the fuck. fuck, I guess the first one.
2: (laughs) We we excluded the '86 movie because that would be the easy answer that everyone would
5: pick.
4: You know, uh, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but do you think this new one's going to be any better? Uh, No. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's going to be the absolute worst.
2: We, we we do get we do get a flat flack from some of our listeners for uh for you know bashing the live action movies a little bit so we we try not to be too hard on them but our
4: dislike for them is well you, you know they did the, the the second movie had some pretty amazing toys I'll give it that I won't
2: <laughs> <laughs> all right uh megan Fox. Rosie Huntington Wheatley, Nicola Peltz, Shia LaBeouf, or Mark Wahlberg?
4: No judging. Mm, you, you, no, okay. no, you know what? I have a newfound respect for Shia. Okay, so I'm going to stick with I'm going to go with him. Okay. I could have a beer with Shia LaBeouf.
2: Alright, actual serial killer Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> Alright, more than meets the eye, uh, robots in disguise, or till all are one? I think I know the answer for sure. (laughs) Uh, Third-party toys, yes or no?
4: I know this is probably going to shock a lot of people, but absolutely no.
2: Oh, okay. Uh, Cats or dogs? Dogs. Coffee or tea?
0: Tea. Chicken or steak? That's that's a tough
4: one. Uh, I'm gonna gonna go with steak. More of a All right, Pepsi or delicacy? Coke. Perhaps your Coke,
2: said Coke. Okay, I didn't even get to finish it.
4: <laughs> you would have thrown me for a loop if you said RC.
2: <laughs> uh, Burger King or McDonald's?
4: McDonald's. History or science? I'm going to regret that last one. Um, you say history <laughs> or science? Yes. Science. Xbox or PlayStation? Uh, Xbox. Call of Duty or Battlefield? I have played neither. Um, Overwatch
2: <laughs> Okay <laughs> uh, PC or Mac? Mac? iPhone or Android? iPhone And what is the app on your phone that you cannot live without? <laughs> the, the phone?
5: <laughs> 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 safari? I
4: guess <laughs> Like, boring <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, okay, I guess I'll tell you this I've been, I'm pretty lame when I play that stupid Earth Wars game and I had an event this weekend, and I had to play it constantly. So,
2: <laughs> there's no judging I refu- here. That's I a, refuse it's a- to
4: spend a cent, though. I will not spend. My-
2: <laughs> that is that is a good plan. Do not spend money on these these uh, games.
4: Just <laughs> countless hours.
0: That yeah. <laughs> that's a wonderful trade off. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah, I'm in. A, just, I gotta rep my my team, Tripticon. We're we're killing it.
2: All right, awesome. <laughs> Marvel or DC? Marvel. And who's your favorite Marvel character? Never thought
4: about that. I, um, maybe Nightcrawler is pretty cool. Oh, okay.
5: All right.
2: Uh, Stallone or Schwarzenegger? Arnold. <laughs> uh, Zoe Saldana, Scarlett Johansson, Maggie Q, Ryan Reynolds, Stephen Yoon, or Chadwick Boseman?
4: Scarlett Johansson. She's a popular, popular yeah. one. Ghost in the Shell, man. Uh, Twilight or Hunger Games? Hunger Games.
2: Pixar or DreamWorks? DreamWorks. Star Wars or Star Trek? Star Wars. Simpsons or Family Guy? Simpsons.
4: Or Rick and uh, Morty? Well, r- Rick and, well, I'd say Rick and Morty and the Simpsons are kind of you know paired together ever since they did that intro. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Walking Dead or Game of Thrones? Game
2: of Thrones. Uh, NFL, MLB, NHL, or NBA?
4: NHL.
5: God, yeah.
4: fucking <laughs> Sigh. Never <laughs> buying a shirt from you again. Well, I mean, I went. If, if it's any consolation, I went to uh, Wrigley Field when the Cubs won. I was there, and I thought I, I thought oh, I was going to wow. die because there were so many people surging <laughs> in the streets. All right, we're almost to the end.
2: Porsche, Ferrari, Lamborghini, or Volkswagen Beetle? Lambo. And uh, blonde, brunette, or I redhead? 1,000 times out of right. 1,000. <laughs> All right. That is the end of Rapid Fire. Thank you for uh, braving the gauntlet.
5: Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> <It> was
4: <laughs> a little silly. I liked it. Yeah, you guys have been great. Thanks for having me.
2: Oh, no problem. Well, uh, Would you like to uh, tell everyone out there how they can uh, reach ripped apparel and uh, if you have any social media or anything you'd you'd like to
4: plug? uh, Sure. uh, We, I mean, across almost every social channel, we are ripped apparel, one word, Um, R-I-P-T-A-P-P-A-R-E-L. We try to make sure you can see the daily shirts at midnight on all those channels you might see them more than once on your channel of choice. Sorry <laughs> if that's too many times. <laughs> but one of the best ways is just to come to the website every day or sign up for our daily our daily email, which is also um, you can sign up on the front page of rippedapparel.com. Cool. And if you want to follow me specifically, I have a blog called collecticon.org. I'm on Instagram as Collecticon. And and various um, other social channels as Diablian, but I'm going to let you guys figure out how to spell that. So, so it's, so it's
2: We'll, we'll put it in the show notes. Hopefully, we can we can make sure everyone can can get it right. <laughs> All right, uh, I think that'll that'll wrap up the interview now. Um, Paul, do you, do you want to stick around for the rest of the show, or is it is it getting a little late? I'm I'm in it to win it. Let's do it.
5: All right, I'm off the hook. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Thanks, Paul, for uh, for chatting with us and, uh, and giving us that great interview. And now, since you've uh, agreed to stick around, hang out in the the, the transmissions uh, virtual studio for a little bit longer, let's uh, get into our regular show and uh, start off with uh, some yeah, tools. I lights. want some leaks,
4: guys. Let's hear some leaks. <laughs> <laughs> Titan six shot.
2: <laughs> well, I, I think uh, deep throating's been quiet for for a little while, so we might uh, we might not uh, have any leaks tonight. But uh, you know, you, you know. never know. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> All right. So, uh, but actually, before we we do get into our toy topics, I do want to uh, highlight we did get a new donation, and that is from Matt. Uh, Matt has joined our Patreon. And with Matt's generous donation, he has pushes pushed us to our two hundred dollar uh, level. Where you know our our goal for getting two hundred dollars a month uh, from our Patreon uh, donors. And Matt, thank you so much for doing that. And uh, with this uh, this goal reached, we can now actually uh, start paying our editor who works so hard for us. <laughs> Matt, you're awesome. Thank you so much, and uh, please join us on Discord and, and take advantage of your uh, Patreon
0: uh, perks, where you can listen to the show live. And uh, hope fuck we'll that. See. Send in the postcard so you can win the toy.
2: Yeah, do that too. You can win a, All our Patreon uh, supporters can win a masterpiece shockwave if they send Yoshi a postcard. So
1: one of them. Can- <laughs> yeah, one <laughs> yes.
0: of them. <both>. Settle, <laughs> settle
3: down, Charles. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Get a little extra spending money And you're just ready to burn through it
2: <laughs> Alright, well <laughs> Let's go on uh, With some toy topics Alright, Daryl Start us off with toys What do you got?
3: Alright, I've got a exclusive figure That's going to be at the Shanghai Festival uh, SGC 2016 Festival it's coming up, and uh, it's a uh, remold of uh, Iron Factory's Pink Assassin. They are turning it into Nightbird. So, the basically the same kind of remold that Hasbro did to turn their RC into Nightbird. It it doesn't look half bad, you know. You take a look at it. They did a remold of the chest piece, um, and uh, and have recast the uh, the swords in in yellow instead of pink. Um, and then obviously giving it a new head sculpt but yeah it looks it looks pretty decent I think they they said that there's going to be only 800 of them uh, and uh, no new no, no news yet on whether it's actually going to be available outside of the uh, the festival or not you guys uh take a look at this and
0: have any opinions I want to like it Daryl I really want to like it but it's two transformers no R for me
4: what is that what does that mean it's
3: I don't know. <laughs> it's like, it, it, it just feels like
0: if Transformers were recorded in black and white. It's just not.
3: Well, you got to put some G1 characters around her.
2: But it, it, Nightbird was a black and gray figure. I don't <laughs> know. that's what she was in the cartoon.
0: <laughs> yeah. Don't like it? Go fuck yourselves. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, sh- she does look cool. I mean, uh, but... She looks very. I mean, you can clearly see she's a, a remold of RC. I mean, it's yes. not a. Yeah, uh, I was never a big fan of Nightbird, so I, you know, this is not something that's really appealing to me. Too but, black uh, and whitey for you. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yes, that was my problem. There we that.
5: go. All right, now the truth <laughs> comes out.
3: I think the the mold of Nightbird just lends itself to be hard to, to reproduce in a toy form. The one that was produced prior to them using, uh, RC molds, uh, was horrendous. And it, you know, it just did not work. Now they've got, uh, they've been using these RC molds and they work just fine and they don't, they don't look half bad, but you, you can see that it was an RC prior to. So, I mean, if you look at all these pictures here, only one of them do they actually show, show the alt mode, and and yeah it it clearly looks like it oh, was an r c nice. um yeah, but again, it's Nightbird never actually had an alt mode, so I doubt you'll actually be putting it in that so why
1: even have the r c bits just have it in robot mode right well, but my problem with this is the head sculpt that just i mean when you look at the the one that was done officially by Takara mm-hmm. You know, you see, like, the... What's supposed to actually look like a... uh, You know, a mask with the horizontal lines and Mm -hmm. stuff. This head sculpt just looks so generic to me. It kind of looks like (laughs) Ant-Man. Yeah, a little bit. Mm -hmm. It just does not look like Nightbird at all to me. No, no. The, The rest of it is fine. I mean, if you look at the sculpting on the... Like, around the waist... I mean they had done even just a little bit of, I guess, texturizing across the face like they did with the waist. That would probably go a long way to making this mm-hmm. more resemble Nightbird.
3: Yeah. Oh, well, there's only 800 of them, so hopefully they'll find 800 people that want one.
1: I'm sure they will.
3: I do have a second topic for us and it's really quick because it's simply just an update. And uh, we're looking at just updating you guys on the Mayhem Mechanics uh, Unrustable Bastards that we talked about last week. And they are now only seven days away from uh, the end of their Kickstarter. And I just wanted to kind of let you know that they are, by the time that this show goes live, there'll only be three days left. They're only, they're just under $12,000 left to to, he- to meet their goal. That's not a lot. That can be done easily in seven days. Uh, So if you've been thinking about it, time to jump on this thing. Uh, I do have a correction for for everybody, though, because last week I I said that the one tier that you wanted to get into to make sure that you got everything was the $135 level. That actually would going to get you a uh, a full complete figure plus an additional rider. Uh, I did get corrected by that. Uh, I apologize. I don't remember who corrected me. But um, the one that you – you can actually save $15 and just get one complete figure for $120. The it was hundred-
2: Andrew from the Audio Nights Theater. I put it in the – Oh, perfect. There. Thank you.
3: There you go. Thanks, Andrew. The $100 level that, that Andrew had, had mentioned that uh, was the the one that he, he could get into was the, the cheaper one actually was – has ended. It was for early backers, and it's it's not available anymore. So if you're looking to get into it now and you want one whole complete figure, it's going to cost you one twenty. But it's it's uh, it's winding down. So if you're looking at it, jump in there. Paul, you weren't with us last week. Uh, have you taken a look at this? Is this anything well, that I might interest you? I know a lot
4: about it. I'm pretty good friends with the guy that run is set this up. Sid, he's uh, right on he's in my uh, circle of friends, and. I actually have not backed it yet. So I, I appreciate the reminder. And I knew it was going on. You're a bad friend. I just hadn't done it yet. <laughs> <laughs> That's all. Everyone
1: waits to. It, you, with Kickstarter, it's either a huge surge at the beginning and a huge surge at
3: the end. All right. Okay. That's good to know. I didn't know that.
5: Yeah, true and, friends uh, wait till the very last yep. minute. <laughs>
3: Sergio mentions in
2: the chat that uh, WTF at TFW did an interview. Yes, uh, they did. Yep. With them. So maybe we'll link to that in the show notes so you guys can check that out.
3: So, do you have any inside information on this uh, this this I mean, Kickstarter thing, Paul?
4: That I don't think was made available at TFCon, but some of the you know, if they the stretch goals look pretty cool of the characters they were they were um, mm-hmm. looking to maybe do. They're kind of in the the ripped realm of uh, of figures, like a Cloud Strife version riding that motorcycle from Final mm-hmm. Fantasy VII. I thought that was a really cool idea. Yeah, no, no, uh, no real inside info, except that you know, if you liked, just a reminder if if you didn't know, but like the designer of these toys the same same guy that did Carnifex, you know the the um, mm-hmm. the Overlord that came out. At, and I first time I'd ever seen it was at TFCon and I, I I might have been a few sheets to the wind, but I said this is probably one of the greatest transforming figures that's ever been made. <laughs> I thought it was pretty pretty incredible. And I you know I'm not really a big third party collector, but that may, that that toy is very tempting. And Carnifex got you, got you Oh yeah, it's gone really, on your radar, bad. eh? But so these are by you know the unrustable bastards are by the same designer. Yes, that's uh, Cassie Sark well, And it's it's cool to see something that's not really super reminiscent of anything we've seen before You know, they're really kind of going on a limb with this project And they're trying to make something new that just kind of shares the play pattern of uh, transforming toys Which I think is commendable Right on yeah.
3: So as of right now, they are eleven thousand seven hundred and thirty dollars away from hitting their goal, um, and I believe last week they were twice that and a little bit. So um, they are well within striking distance of hitting this. Um, so jump on, jump on this uh, if you're if you've been thinking about it, Paul. Clicking around right now. Okay. <laughs> 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 that's uh, that's what I brought to the table this week, guys all right uh, jeremy you're up next
1: uh, we have our first official reveal of transformers 5 um, optimus prime the voyager figure we, we've previously seen some of the design sheets via chinese television where apparently they came to hasbro and recorded some stuff there the hasbro guys revealed the they had the figure in hand they had the CGI render from the movie is basically movie Optimus Prime with the big sword. I haven't really gotten any of the movie Prime toys so I can't really comment on what's different other than it looks like the smokestacks are kind of pointing out to the sides, you know, funny and but I mean it's interesting that, that they released this on, you know, to China first it shows kind of where the market is going. We know. We knew China is like a big player in the movies with, you know, what they did with the Dinobots and, you know, all the scenes that were shot in China last time. So, you know, what do you guys think of this? It's... It seems like every movie, they're making these figures look more kind of organic. And, I mean, if, if you look at this big one, it looks like he's... The, the panels and stuff are more kind of muscly looking.
3: I in have inadvertently... Bought all four <laughs> of the uh, leader class movie f- uh, Optimus figures. Um, I purposely bought one f- from the first movie when it came out, and then through Value Village finds and other <laughs> other things, I've I've acquired the other t- three of them. So. It's almost um, like you tripped and fell on me. an
2: Optimus. <laughs> I, d- I do. And how many of those white Optimuses
3: did you buy? <laughs> that you hate <laughs> two. But I got rid of one, so I don't have two anymore. But anyway, so the the movie for Optimus, which does resemble this one a lot, I'm just kind of peeking at it right now, and the transformation for this new one seems to be completely different. I'm looking at his feet. On the new one, and it looks like the the front of the truck are at his feet on this new one, whereas the movie Four Optimus, the entire f- front of the truck was where his head and shoulders were. So they seem to have remade the same kind of design, but are you know redoing the entire transformation. Now I'm I'm not. Convinced that this is a, a, a leader class figure just by the, the no, scale in which. Oh, it's a Voyager. Okay, yeah, because yeah, I, said that the, right. I wasn't listening to you, but yeah, it's uh, the the smoke t- stacks are definitely way bigger. Um, the the shield is the the same t- style of shield. Yeah, it's it's a completely different transformation from the uh, from movie four, from what I can tell.
5: Cool,
1: Paul. Have you gotten into any of the? I mean, I know you mentioned the Age of Extinction figures, but does this guy look like well, something you'd be in for?
4: I'm, I I kind of have to get it by my collecting standards, but um, I think this is very reminiscent of like how the, the toys changed from movie one to two, where the first Leader Prime was kind of a mess, but was okay, and the second one was actually almost like Masterpiece quality. But they they had more time to work out how the transformation would actually work. They weren't as under the gun <clears throat> when, when when they did the first movie, and when they redesigned Optimus Prime, you know they know they're going to be making a ton of toys. But I'm sure that the the toy designers didn't have a ton of time to figure out how to make this kibbleless CGI render turn into a truck and actually make sense, and so. It doesn't surprise me that the transformation has changed. And if you look at the underside of the truck, it looks a lot nicer, like all more compact. That picture of John Warden, like holding the toy, and that girl is going, Yeah. Um, <laughs> like it, it seems to me, it looks more like a Transformer toy and less of a mess from like the last movie. That leader. Yeah.
1: Well, it actually yeah, looks yeah, like the underside me. of a truck. You know, it's not like you're seeing the robot in well, I mean, the first movie. There.
4: Had such bad toys, especially with that Optimus that was a total shell former. You know, I mean, it was like a new a new low actually mm-hmm. <laughs> when that came out. I, I hope they're they're kind of changing some of that aesthetic, and it looks like they are. And I'm really glad this is Voyager and not Leader because it looks like it was the same thing as last time, only a little a little bit uh, more complex. So I'm not I'm not stoked about it, but I'm gonna end up getting at least one of them. So the so.
2: so the toy looks, you know, vaguely transformer-y, but that CGI render just just looks like, you know, Iron Man or somebody. You know, it's not it it doesn't look I mean, other than the head, it doesn't look very Transformers y at all.
1: Right. Like I said, they're making it look more organic.
2: Yeah. It was already pretty bad <laughs> I mean okay let's let, let, let's not turn this into the, yeah, the movie we're bashing, talking but about the toy.
5: <laughs> but, but it looks
4: pretty the, the render looks a lot like right. the last movie they didn't like redesign him 100% or anything it's just a little more updated yeah
3: well there's been no need for him to update his design right. he's only been <laughs> flying through space
4: right right yeah like is that how it's gonna pick it's up like lost. immediately like oh I forgot something
0: his thrusters
4: failed. He's coming back to the Holy down. shit, i forgot. the Dinobots. I let him <laughs> go. Ah. Let's go back in time and see Merlin. Oh. Is this isn't going to end such a segment. Great.
5: <laughs> <laughs> no.
2: You're just you're just va- you're validating our opinions. Yeah. So we we always like that.
1: So, um Charles Yoshi, you guys have any other comments on this toy? I guess Charles, because we know she's a I'll, I'll How
0: much is this figure going for? You uh, think
1: it's a Voyager for? So what? Like probably mid twenties. I'll give he Hasbro her. twenty
0: bucks not to release it. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: think they plan to produce more than
0: one Yoshi. <laughs> <laughs> well, then I can't. I can't do that. No, no. Nah, okay. Yoshi,
1: you should. We should start some something on our YouTube channel where. You buy a toy and then run it through a mulcher.
4: That sounds awesome. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's like yeah.
1: the Transformers version of Willow
4: Blend. Man, one more thing about these photos. like, yeah. How much fun but, is John Warden having right now? fly,
5: fly into wait, China having a to China to be on some
4: life. public access shit with like, toys.
5: <laughs> yeah. Well,
4: I,
1: I heard somewhere that... They thought that um, the Chinese crew came oh, to Rhode far Island. That's interesting. But <laughs> Yeah. But I mean I think he's still having a blast. I mean and and he's rocking a G one Optimus shirt. So Is it though? You know, yeah, yeah, it
0: looks it looks like it's well, masterpiece. It's
3: masterpiece. Yeah, yeah, it's MP MP ten. Okay, so well, still he designed MP ten, right? So it's
1: the real design. So he's like, Yeah, I'm just doing this other one for the cash. I'm just all right, well, anyway, um, the the actual video where they announced this, uh, it'll be linked in, in the article that that we're linking to, and it, a good portion of it is in English, so you know you can actually understand what's going on.
2: That is what I got, Charles. All right, Yoshi. Yo, what masterpiece information do you have here? for us? Oh, uh,
0: how predictable. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk uh, masterpiece 2.0 Megatron, uh, the figure I'm slowly growing to fucking hate. Uh, <laughs> pre-orders for yeah, pre-or- pre-orders for the sucker went up for about 230 bucks. Um, so if the back knee wasn't enough for you, or the shoulder gaps, the the price will send you over the edge to not want to get this. I would think. I don't.
1: 220 at Prime Toys.
0: I don't see how they can justify this. I mean it I want to have this. I want to like it. I want some a masterpiece Megatron that's worth owning. But they've they've three strikes and you're out, man. This thing's gotta drop in price significantly for me to give a shit about it. Daryl? Yo. How do you feel about my tirade? Um
3: I I agree. There is uh it's it's way too much. I mean when we talked about this last week, I I ballparked this thing between $120 to $150. I'm way the fuck off.
0: Yeah. No. I mean, where's, where's the, where are they they getting away with that? It's not like it comes with a shit ton of extras.
3: Well, like if you look at all of the stuff that they include with it to make like the extended barrel and then the, you know, the, the shoulder brace and, and all the other crap that comes along with them, that's probably what's pushing the price up, but two hundred and thirty dollars, or two twenty at Prime Toys, um, is is just so so much more than everyone is used to paying for a masterpiece toy. I say I, I say that, but Ma- like masterpiece, Ultra Magnus was absolutely massive, and he was. He was upwards of of over he was over two hundred dollars as well. Well, no maybe not. He might have been one eighty. One ninety. But yeah, so yeah, this is it's just it's people are not used to paying this kind of money for one masterpiece toy. So it's it's too much. I wanted to highlight something though, and I put it in the show notes because it's been all over social media one of the poses in these uh, this official gallery i believe it's picture three showing megatron in this kind of like stance where he's got one hand out in front and his other hand is back with the uh with the fusion cannon on it and he's got the uh, the grimacing smile on um you to get a look at the waist swivel on him and i've put a, po- a picture up where the the uh, spots in question have been circled. The waist swivel on him is fucked up. <laughs> there, he seems to pivot on a like a single point, but when you turn him, it ex- it just kind of comes apart from his hips, leaving two huge gaping holes on on each side. So it looks terrible like what this this toy did not need any other things to go wrong with it and and this is just another thing and I, I don't know man this it has some definite pros which we talked about last week but the price point and this this new this new waist swivel fuck up is is just another one that just kind of makes you go like really what the hell man it just it makes me th- it makes me so much more thankful that I have despotron because he was one hundred and fifty bucks uh, and he's awesome.
0: I'm I'm having, so, a hard, I'm having a hard time going against you. That's I, I, this thing's gonna have to have a serious price drop for me to give a crap about it. What were you gonna say, Charles?
2: I'm I'm wondering if this uh, this price point is like a placeholder that. The retailers have, and then when they actually get stock, they'll lower the price. Because didn't they do that for Ultra Magnus when MP Ultra Magnus came out? Like his initial pre order price was like set at like two fifty, and then when they actually got the um, the actual stock, it went down to like one eighty, something like that.
3: I mean, it's possible, but I mean, if you look at the list of of companies that are all. That all have their pre-orders up for them Um, I mean 1, 2, 3 4, 5, 6, 7, 8 9, 10, I mean 11 of them here um, that includes Prime Toys they're all pre-ordering this guy over $200 this this is not this is causing the fandom to kind of really you know take a step back you'd think that at least some of them would have kind of said look this is this is a placeholder price, but none of them have actually said that.
1: Yeah, usually they do market as placeholder.
2: Mm. Yeah, then then there's no justifying this price then. I mean mm-hmm.
5: well, you,
1: I, I, the only the only justification I can see is they actually took more than twelve days to make this thing, so they had to pay someone. <laughs>
4: <laughs> well, if you get it at um Anime export—it's about one hundred and fifty oh. without shipping, though. Right, yeah, which seems a little more down to earth.
3: What is? What's your feelings on it, Paul?
4: I mean, I think this thing is pretty great. The, you know, I'm looking at the the. I've, I also saw the the waist swivel photo last mm-hmm. week, and I did kind of take a step back and go, "Whoa, that's really fucked up," but. I'm looking at it now and I'm thinking about it and he, he's in a weird pose. Okay. He's <laughs> like, if, if you think back to like MP Rodimus, it has this thing that we don't usually see in transformers where it has like an ab crunch. You know, it can <laughs> like, it can basically swivel forward and backward as well as to the sides. And that's kind of what's going on in this photo. And I think if, they just wanted to get this pose for some reason. I don't know why they did this because mm-hmm. if they hadn't shown this pose, no one would care. But the mm-hmm. fact that it can even do that forward swivel at that turned angle is kind of amazing. But yeah, it's, it's going to suspend belief a little bit because it's basically on a single swivel hinge.
1: Well, so. Also look, look at the picture of him using the, um, like holding the, the sight as a, a cannon. Yeah, it looks like the waist is actually kind of bent in, so maybe it's like there's a ball joint there.
4: Well, yeah, and the one where he's got the the chainsaw with the the like stiff, you know, the stiff bend on it. I mean, he's bent over forward. It's kind of insane that he can actually do that. Mm-hmm. And also, I, I caught something in gun mode. The picture of uh, the gun sitting on the ground. You can see where Megatron's head goes. It's like near the. The barrel, which is kind of oh, crazy. Yeah. Yeah,
5: yeah, I see that.
4: Like it's like upside down, spun around. I mean, I think the parts count on this thing is outrageous. That's probably why the price is higher than everyone expected.
5: Mm-hmm.
4: It's, 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 you know, ultimately it's probably going to be like MP5 all over again. Like, you know, it looks great until everyone gets it and they're like, mm. And I think everyone, I think the sentiment you guys are having is you've been down that road already, so you fool me once. Right. You know. <laughs> You're not gonna fool me again, so I, I can respect that opinion. But I, I'm definitely gonna get one, yeah. Because it looks uh, it looks pretty faithful to G1 Megatron, and I like that.
3: Well, like I said uh, before, we we definitely saw and and still see some some really really nice pros for uh, for it, and we talked about them last week. Um, and the, the, it does a lot of things really really well. Uh, Definitely an improvement on MP5. But with the... Since MP5 came out, there has been something uh, 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 that happened with regards to the third-party market where these other companies are putting forth figures that are, you know, uh, masterpiece class and scale that that act as replacements, you know, or stand-ins if the figure doesn't exist yet and and this year 2016 has been the year of megatron the the ones in question that are really you know vying for that spot are, are dx9's mitron or make Toys' despotron both are very good figures and currently available now i myself have Des- despotron and we have a lot of listeners that have mitron and both of them are are very very popular with them they have a lot of their pros and they have a lot of some of them have some they have some cons as well i know from having Despertron, i can speak from experience that uh, Despertron, i don't think has any of the cons that are, are as blatant i would say as this megatron does he doesn't have the some of the pros though either right the ability to change the face like you you know, Despertron can change his face, but to change it to the the beaten and ass-kicked, you know, face and the chest plate, that kind of thing, that's fucking cool. That was one of the definite pros. And to be, to have, you know, Takara be the first company to do that, it really, I mean, it's it's not surprising. It's more surprising that th- they're the only ones that have thought of this. But yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I can see how you're, you're, you can say that it's 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 a it's a MP5 all over again. That, but it's it's with newer engineering, so it'll be a, a, a better figure. Yeah,
1: Amazon JP has it for nineteen thousand three hundred yen, which is around one hundred and eighty dollars. Mm-hmm. And they are now shipping to the US.
4: Oh, yeah! Isn't that crazy? So, and that'll be Amazon everything. Prime for you, it, right?
1: The, no. You, can't do Prime International stuff Aww. but they do say list price is 24840 which um, oh. is but that is about 231 which is what everyone else is listing it as so mm-hmm. I don't think that's a pre or I don't think that's like a fake price everyone's doing no so I'm thinking if you want to buy it check out Amazon I mean they're they're undercutting everybody like they always mm-hmm.
3: do well, there's going to be definite places that are you'll be able to get them for less than than the one the two thirty that he's out there for. Um, will you ever be able to get them for for a hundred and fifty or the one thirty that that Mitron was uh, is selling for? Um, I, I don't I don't know. I doubt it, but but no, it's uh, the price is, is the story here, and it's definitely causing a lot of grief with a lot of people.
4: Yeah, it does seem pretty expensive. There's, there's no getting around that.
0: You could, you could <clears throat> hire <laughs> a comic book artist to draw Megatron in any pose you want for cheaper. <laughs> <laughs> Which is something I do because I just like comic book art. It's, it's going to have to come down for me. Uh, uh, I'd like to have a Takara Hasbro figure, official one, but it's going to have to come down. I'm not, I'm not spending.
1: Well, Yoshi, if, if you are just wanting a Takara Megatron, I'm still selling my MPO-5. Are you? <laughs> <laughs> Don't know why I'm not uh, having such a hard time getting rid of it.
4: You know, my biggest problem with this guy is that he's he. it's a lot like the recent Rodimus, where the torso and down looks like it's a different proportion than the torso and up. Like, mm-hmm. his his underwear down to his feet are like too big for the, everything that comes above it.
5: Mm -hmm.
4: The proportions are just slightly off. I mean, it's forgivable, but
5: Mm -hmm.
4: when you remind me that it's, you know, 230 bucks, that's, you know, maybe less forgivable.
3: Well, we, I I speculated that it was like, um, they, they probably got the design for the legs off of the shockwave and just tweaked them to, to kind of fit a, a Megatron aesthetic. Yeah. So they're they're going to be spindly because they're they're from a shockwave, but you know, they got something that worked for a handle and that's the, they went with it.
0: I uh I guess I'll end by saying uh, cuz it would be wrong of me not to that so it's it's 220 at Prime Toys. Uh if you're going to buy this, uh consider going there and using our uh our promo code so you get a few more bucks off.
4: Yeah, transmissions 30. That's right, <laughs> everyone in Chicago knows that one. <laughs> I think
3: that one ended
4: <laughs> but well when we when we see James, who's the owner, we always we start yelling that at him <laughs>
5: <laughs> kind
4: of, We do meetups every uh every i don't know a few months you know, and he's he's a good dude and comes out to some of those and nice. nice. We all start... (laughs) You know he's arrived when everyone starts yelling, Transmissions 30. (laughs) That's awesome.
1: So that explains some random spikes in our downloads. Like, what's this transmission? Like, (laughs) three downloads in a
2: day.
0: All right, Charles. That's uh, that's my masterpiece news, sir. All right. And I'll uh, round out the toy
2: segment with... Positive news about the Robots in Disguise line. So, finally, uh, the Robots in Disguise uh, 2015 line is getting some more notable Decepticons. So, uh, the past couple of years, or not, I guess past one year, the the cartoon has been out. It's been kind of your standard Autobots versus these weird animalistic Decepticons that... They're kind of no-name people. You don't. They don't really harken back to any of the classic Decepticons. But now we've got uh, lots of classic Decepticons showing up in the Robots in Disguise line. And um, Starscream is recently popping up in the cartoon, so maybe that's precipitating it. But we've also got uh, a Skywarp who shares a, a mold with Starscream. We've got a sound wave that looks much more like the uh, the G1 sound wave. All kind of sound wave. It's a, it's a mix of um, the Transformers Prime sound waves head with the G1 sound wave body. But then the alt mode is more of an animated uh, a Transformers animated sound wave. So it's a, a little right. bit of mix. And Prime uh, sound
1: wave has shown up on the show.
2: He did. He did. And it, it, but it, he was in his old Transformers Prime body. Right. Oh really? Um, yeah, that was uh, it was uh, an episode uh, at the end of uh, season two, I believe. It's,
1: it's technically in continuity with um, with Prime.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just didn't know
4: that they went that
2: far with it. That's that's cool. And uh, we've also got Bludgeon. That's a you know, woo, that's definitely a, a deep cut because uh, Pretender Bludgeon is is well known to. G1 Marvel comic fans, uh, uh, he was a pretender with the, the distinctive uh, samurai shell with a skull head, and he's uh, he's gotten a couple other toys, you know, more recently. But the, this robots in the skies version uh, gets rid of the pretender uh, gimmick, but he still has the kind of classic skull face and uh, samurai robot mode. Which it looks pretty good. I I mean you know I mean it's a render, so I don't know how the real toy is going to look, but for a uh, you know for a uh, robots in disguise figure, it looks looks nice. And we've also got blur, uh, so we've got a, a new Autobot blur, and uh, then another uh, Autobot Twin Inferno. So this is, I guess, another version of Double Cross. The MonsterBot Double Cross, but the, he's he's been rechristened as Twin Inferno. Oh, and I, I miss the Decepticon Cyclonus. We've also got a Cyclonus uh, in in the mix here. So uh, is, is this uh, is this making anyone any more excited about the robots in disguise line?
3: Their their toys are always kind of really cool to look at in packages. Um, I, I probably will pick up Blur. He looks pretty cool. I've been eyeing Star because he's he's in Canada now, and the, and the Windblade, but he's, she's not on this list. It's neat, and yeah, I did finish the the show because the last six episodes came out uh, over here. So yeah, no, it's uh, it's been fun to watch,
2: and I do see in the in the uh, the thread there are some pictures of Bludgeon from uh, I guess this was from NYCC. Uh, I, we did talk about that because we saw mm-hmm. it, it was Bludgeon, but it had an Autobot symbol. But we know Bludgeon is a Decepticon, mm-hmm. and the colors are different for the actual toy that was shown at NYCC. Mm-hmm. That those color that color scheme is is very different compared to the the render here that has the more classic G one color scheme. Mm-hmm.
3: This may not ex- this original one may not actually be Bludgeon. They may have named it something else. Looks like they're calling it Blast Wave.
2: Oh, maybe.
5: Yeah.
3: But yeah, it's Bludgeon. This guy's got a skull for a face. It's Bludgeon. <laughs> yeah.
5: Cool.
4: If you're, like, into Transformers for the innovation of the the transformation, I feel like R.I.D. is kind of where that is at and has been since it started because they, they do some interesting stuff with the, the toys, like, different ways of transforming stuff. Like, you're, do you remember when um, Generation Cyclonus came out and everyone was flipping out about how the legs kind of, like, detached and mm-hmm. um, moved up? Like, they kind of, like, encapsulated the whole thigh. Like, th- mm-hmm. that's the kind of interesting stuff that I feel like is happening with the R.I.D. toys. And a lot of people are probably skipping them. And the, the Starscream, the Warrior Starscream, is a great toy. That thing is really awesome. It's got, it, it, it has way more transformation points than you'd expect from the size class. And I imagine that stuff like Soundwave and Twinferno will actually probably be pretty um, pretty substantial toys, like pretty um, pleasing. And it looks like they're kind of, from looking at this render, it looks like they're kind of putting Twinferno in Dinobot colors, in you know, like classic Dinobot colors, which is way off from his... Uh, what? Yeah, that's true. I I'm, I'm actually blanking on his name right now. Is it Double Cross? Double Cross? Double yeah. Cross? I was gonna say Double Punch, and I knew that was a Scorpion or something, so that <laughs> <laughs> was way off.
3: Well, I mean, Twin uh, Double Cross does. I mean, I have my G1 sitting next to me here on my shelf, and he's he's got black wings, very little red on him. So the red on this this Twin Inferno is more of a more of a pinky purple than a red but there's definitely no gold on double cross so
1: well but the dragons also have more of a asian bent to them yep. in this one that's true yeah. and that's probably where the gold comes in yeah it's yep. probably a good idea to set this one apart from the titan's return yeah. one that's coming out too exactly I mean, these guys look fun I, I might pick up a couple of the seekers i don't know but I mean, they're interesting to me.
4: Well, you can imagine that a warrior Cyclonus is probably coming. That's, yeah. that's pretty cool.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sergio in the chat here makes a good point that Twin Inferno's vehicle mode looks a lot like Samus Aran's ship in Metroid. Oh. <laughs> and I do see some of the similarities there.
2: That's after you've gotten the double Dragon Head upgrade. Well, Yeah. Of course.
1: (laughs) Uh, One is Ridley and one is Craig.
4: (laughs) I can hear the music now.
2: (laughs) Jeremy, that uh, (laughs) post-production job for you.
4: (laughs) I was really excited to see this Soundwave toy. Like that kind of like stopped me in my tracks. I was like, "New R.I.D. toys." Oh well, whatever. And I was like, "Whoa, Soundwave! Holy shit!" <laughs> like, and it's I
5: easy. love
4: that he's a big mix. Like you, like you had said, he's a mix of like all the more modern iterations of Soundwave, and now he's kind of, you know, a he's bigger, a stronger, faster. Yeah.
3: He looks like a beast in this in this form. Yeah, but I mean, I have to go back, and I mean, I loved. The characterization that they gave him in Prime, because he was such a badass, but said fuck all. It was awesome, and I I loved it. I loved his character in Prime. It was it was one. I think it's probably my almost my probably my second favorite characterization of Soundwave after G One.
4: I'm with you.
2: Soundwave superior, Autobots <laughs> inferior.
4: Hmm. I might wanna pay attention to ripped till the, at the end of the month. Oh boy. Ooh.
3: Ooh. Secret. Oh,
4: <laughs> teasers.
2: Yoshi. You haven't said anything. Any, any thoughts on this?
0: You know, uh, sound wave or not sound wave fucking, um, uh, Starscream is really interesting to me that, that just looks like a, a fun version of Starscream to me. Either size. All
2: right, uh, that's that's my toy topic. So I think we'll finish up the toy segment with some rapid fire. So Daryl, it's late, so you better be rapid.
3: <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna be rapid, rapido on this. Um, okay, so only one topic, but it's got a few segments. Uh, so we got the November update for uh, Repro Labels slash Toy Hacks, and uh, I just want to. F- fly through them here for you they uh did some new labels stickers for uh titan's return figures uh astrotrain wolfwire Mindwipe, ravage stripes and rewind and they're also continuing on with their w- the weapons they're making some like additional weapons which is kind of neat um so they're doing some g1 inspired weapons for Laserbeak and buzzsaw so, if uh, you're looking to make your Buzzsaw or Laserbeak a little bit more G1 inspired, take a look here. They're still doing those conversion sets. They have one here with uh, using a Combiner Wars Trailbreaker, turning him into the Fallen. Uh, it looks pretty cool, actually. And uh, they're also now they also are using a tr- uh, Titan's Return Rewind and turning him into Spensor. Um, I assume they wanted to call him Dispensor, but I think that name's taken by the actual toy they're homaging, making him look like a Mountain Dew machine. It looks...
1: And they actually have Mountain Dew on there.
3: Yeah. Uh, That's (laughs) malsey. Yeah. It looks good, though.
1: Yeah. They even have on the side of it that,
3: you know, watch out, it could fall on you sticker. The warning? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Machine could tip? Yeah. It looks good. It does look like a machine too. So that that's that's pretty, pretty cool. They have a couple sets for some masterpiece figures. So masterpiece Sunstorm. That's the uh, 2014 T- Toys R Us version of uh, the 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 MP11 Seeker, yeah. MP Loud Pedal, which is the the Tracks version, uh, the the Takara Tracks um, mold, and Loud Pedal looks badass with these stickers I have to say looks really really good if I had loud pedal I would be all over this set but uh, I don't so I won't be but uh, finishing up this uh, this rapid fire they have some third party sticker sets coming out or out I guess you can order them now Mitron which is, we've just discussed is DX9's MP scaled Mi- Megatron Despotron which is Make Toys MP Scaled Megatron, Severo, which is Fans Project's Lost Eco Realm Grimlock, and uh, Dumpyard and Crash Hog, which are KFC's MP Scaled Junkyard and Rekgar. And I think, I mean, I took a quick peek at all of these, they all look really good. So uh, if you're into getting those sticker sheets, uh, take a look at the. Uh, the uh, November update for uh, Rupa Labels or Toy, ha- toy Hacks.
2: All right, Daryl. That was pretty rapid. That's good job. I try. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So uh, that's all for toys. And this week, we don't have any comics information. So no comics news. And uh, IDW didn't put out a new comic this week. So we're going to roll right on into some media news.
1: In media news, we have um, information about the Transformers Last Night IMAX theatrical trailer. This thing says that it's already classified. It's a two-minute, one-second trailer. Um, it's given; It's been given its approvals, and it looks like... Well, they're saying that it could be in front of either Fantastical Beasts and Where to Find Them or Rogue One. The Fantastical Beast ones would be November 18th, which is the day this show comes out. So you'll know when this comes out. <laughs> if it was not in front of that movie, it's probably going to be in front of Rogue One. And I would think that's the bigger one, so that's probably where they want it. So, finally be seeing some video from this fairly soon. So, you guys excited? I'm going to go and, and watch Harry Potter movie, just or prequel movie, just... In hopes to see the trailer.
2: I mean, I'm hoping they'll release the trailer online too. But (laughs) I mean, it 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 says there will
1: be one after.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: Probably within a day or so, you'll be able to see it.
2: I mean, I I probably actually I probably will go see Harry Potter because um, my kids will want to see it. So, yay!
4: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I might need to go see that for work. Just for <laughs> reasons. <laughs> I would only go see it, though, pleasurably to see the trailer, which probably would leave me all angry at the end, but <laughs> it's always fun when trailer time comes around. Yeah. You know, it's fun. The,
1: all, all that the hope that's, you know, maybe this one's different.
4: Hope is a dangerous thing.
1: <laughs> yeah.
4: Yeah, we all learned that last week.
5: <laughs> yeah, we're we're going to stay out of politics.
4: Yeah, I know. So, Just say.
1: In, in, ne- in other uh, movie news, the Bumblebee spinoff movie has had a script finalized, and they're looking for directors now. So, um, this will be the movie that comes out after Transformers 5, and it is... Um, you know, they're going to start doing the, you know, every year, kind of like what they're doing with Star Wars. So... We um, the script was written by Christina Hodson, who um, she was in that writers room, and the, the movie has a release date now. Or it's June eighth, twenty eighteen, but they're they're looking for the director now. I personally think that the order that they do a lot of these movie things is kind of backwards in my mind. Why you know I would think director would need I mean yeah script then d- director but. You already have the release date set.
2: Yeah, that's that's kind of you're 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 limiting uh, any kind of flexibility here.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, it, it can be moved, and movies are moved all the time. But
2: I mean, my my fear with a bumblebee focused movie is that one, they don't let bumblebee talk in the movies. Two, if it's just bumblebee, is it? Is he the only Transformer in the movie?
1: It's going to be like a it's... Chaplin film. I think it's supposed to be a prequel. I would hope. Yeah. Maybe you know. Hopefully, it could be a prequel before he lost
2: the voice. So that would be on Cybertron. Then are we going to have a, a Bumblebee movie on Cybertron? We can only. That hope. would be. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> I I would at least have more of an open mind for
4: that. See, but like. That that kind of rubs me the wrong way because IDW already told that story. The story's been written, Yep. and yeah. now it's yeah. going to become non-canon if they, if it's a if it's a prequel.
3: But the the writers well, don't care about the comics, yeah. And
1: Michael Bay particularly doesn't care about the comics, and that's why there hasn't been a movie comics for the last couple.
4: Yeah, like, why did they even bother? Though I guess I just. They got us, John
1: Barber. So,
4: yeah. Uh, well, good for him. <laughs> I agree with you, though. Like, not having a director seems really. Th- th- this whole news story kind of seems like a plea to, like, "Hey, Bay, will you please, you know, <laughs> you know, finish what you started, <laughs> please?"
3: Yeah, I <laughs> was like gonna say another cat and mouse news. game. Michael Bay comes up and says, "Oh, well, if you're looking, I'm free."
2: <laughs> <laughs> but I mean. Uh, Are they, is he really going to direct three Transformers movies back to uh, back? He's said that he's done.
1: Of course, he said that before.
2: Yeah. He He says that that after every movie.
0: Money's a hell of a drug.
1: (laughs) It is. Uh, Okay. More Transformers 5 news. I think we're going to start having this section get bigger as we get closer. Um, Isabella Moner, who is the. I guess the young protagonist character in the, this new movie uh, recently talked with girls life magazine about her first day on set with, with Michael Bay. And basically it's describing her um, experience where in the scene, she was going to put out a fire. So he was trying to show her how to use a fire extinguisher. And he, but obviously he's Michael Bay. He lit a really huge fire and told her she needs to get closer to the fire and she was. She said all she could think of was her face was going to melt off. So you know, he's trying to to burn a fourteen year old girl or whatever. So no, but um, it, it's kind of interesting seeing you know just you know, someone's first experience with Michael Bay and just kind of his directing style.
2: I I discovered who Isabella Moner is because um, my daughter is into the. Teen Nick channel now. She's five years old, but she wants to watch teenage shows. And there's a show called I, th- I think it's like a hundred things to do before you go to high school. And she's the main character in that. So she's like in junior high, like I guess 13 or 14. So now I have an idea of who this person is, which I, I hadn't before when before we first heard about her being cast.
5: Well,
3: the way the movies are going, she's the main love interest of Mark Wahlberg's character, right? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> so
5: awesome. we'll, just, we'll,
2: just, we'll just go beyond the statutory rape here. Yeah, uh, no. Apologies to Isabella and, Yes. and Mark Wahlberg. Uh,
1: okay, and let's move away from the movie now. <laughs> Transformers Earth Wars has won the... 2016 Game of the Year award at the the Tiga Awards, which stands for the Independent Games Developers Association. So there was um, a number of nominees in the category, and Earth Wars won, which is um, you know a great thing for them. You know I've kind of tapped out on playing it because I just got too tedious and ran out of time. But you know for a while there, I was having a lot of fun with it. Uh, it also uh, won Strategy Game of the Year, so that, you know, congratulations to Space Ape and you know for winning that. Any and Paul's a this? big,
2: uh, big Earth Wars guy.
4: I'm not big. I just <laughs> I just participate. <laughs> <laughs> like I found myself time. in charge of an alliance, and I was like, "Whoa, no!" <laughs> and I I quit. <laughs> I quit the alliance. It only makes sense if you play the game. So. Yeah, I, I the don't
1: call. think i fired call. it up since before TFCon. <laughs> but that is all the media news we got.
2: Alright, so let's go on to some trips to the store. This is where we show off all the cool Transformer stuff we got this week. We do this as a video segment on YouTube. And you'll get to see all our awesome Transformer stuff. In living color, but we will also describe it to you right here. Without further ado, Trips to the Store. Yoshi. Oh, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Who's sponsoring
0: Trips to the Store this week? Trips to the Store is sponsored by Ripped Apparel. Ripped Apparel, because you need something to fucking wear. (laughs) Ripped Apparel.
2: Uh, I don't know if that's an official ad spot, but uh, I will also say that Transmissions Trips to the Store is also brought to you by Primetoys.net, collector-grade toys without the collector-grade prices.
0: Wait a minute. Wait, wait, hang on. I have done like a bajillion value village spots, and you say, Trips to the Store is actually brought to you by... (laughs) (laughs) So does this mean I can always do a Ripped Apparel ad and you're not going to insult me that way? I love it. That depends if we have
2: the the founder and owner of Ripped Apparel on the podcast every week. <laughs> or, or if he decides to give us money for us to say.
0: We'll see. I never thought you were so money-hungry, Charles. I just... <laughs> I, learned about, you, I <laughs> learned about watching
2: you, Yoshi. I learned about watching you. So we do have a special guest on the, uh, on the Trips to the Store video this week. That is Paul from Ripped Apparel.
4: Hello. Yes, it's me. <laughs>
2: and thank you so much for joining us. And for more about Paul and Ripped Apparel, you can listen to the whole episode. Uh, it, this is episode 199, so check that out on our website. And Paul's sticking around, and he actually got some stuff this week specifically to show off on trips to the store. So
4: thanks for Well, having. I don't know if I did it specifically to show off, <laughs> but it, it did happen. So there's a local um, kind of a Japanese toy store in Logan Square that I think is pretty cool. And I went in there the other day, and they had a, a whole spread of Titan Returns figures, and I wasn't able to pick one up from – prime toys at TFCon so i picked i had to get had to get scrappy and i picked one up here and it is leader soundwave oh nice cool. which has been kind of hard to find at retail so i was i was happy to pick it up Very and cool. uh, you know it's, it's got the uh the helmet and uh head gimmick which is pretty cool uh, I don't you know how that far was you a guys.
1: Japanese store was that a? Um, is that the Takara version?
4: No, I don't. I don't believe that's out yet. It, it was the U.S. version, but the I I haven't found it at a Target or you know any big box store. So I was pretty excited to get it because uh, Prime Toys had a few at TFCon, but sold out right away, like yeah. immediately.
1: It's a good figure.
4: Yeah, I remember. I remember hearing a lot of flack about it when you know. It first was announced, but it is it is pretty good. I love the head sculpt on it. It is it's beautiful. It it
3: really is on point.
4: It's got the yellow eyes. You know, mm-hmm. Toy accurate, which is cool. Very mm-hmm. nice. That's it. That's
2: it. And well his done. his headmaster is sound blaster, right?
4: Yeah. I mean I I have the Japanese one on pre order. You know, but the the headmaster will be quite a bit different. It'll be it'll look like Sound Blaster. It'll actually be black.
1: Oh, cool! Oh, nice.
4: So, if you're, I feel like these Titan Returns figures have got a lot of people really into collecting just these little guys, uh, kind of out of nowhere.
1: Well, for five dollars a pop, I mean, it's an easy impulse buy.
4: Yeah. Flip. And it makes a unite yeah uh, it makes uh legends Fort Max a pretty expensive headmaster <laughs> or a Titan master, I guess if that's all you're getting it for all right, all right, Daryl, can you
3: uh
2: beat our guest?
3: This is this a competition
2: well I, I'm um, always happy when someone has something better than you, Daryl so. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I I also have a uh, Titans Return figure that I bought uh, yesterday uh, at, during my trip to the U.S. Um, I bought Astrotrain. Yeah, he's pretty cool. I I had no intention of getting Sentinel Prime, but uh, Astrotrain uh, definitely looks a lot better. So um, yeah, I grabbed him, and uh, he's been fun to mess around with. So. Uh, yeah, When um, I was at TFCon I went over to Prime Toys And I picked up AstroTrain <laughs> uh, What? Uh, what? <laughs> this is This is the uh, Daryl you've gone off the rails <laughs> <laughs> This is the DX9 Chigurth and it is a masterpiece scaled astrotrain it's awesome it really is cinders and ashes it's it's a really really good figure i uh i've had a lot of fun messing with this guy plus he's fucking huge yeah okay <laughs> little master or little uh, astrotrain love here <laughs> Um, and I got one other figure I want to show today. Uh, if you've been following me on any of my social medias, uh, you will have seen that I just could not wait to, to show it off. Uh, this guy. Keep
1: your Tinder messages to yourself. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, this this is Carnifex. This one, I, I saw him when we were at TFCon, and I knew I had knew already bought him. So I was pretty happy with uh, all the the love that he was getting from anybody everybody else there. I I I enjoyed seeing him out of the box from everybody there, but uh I I really I couldn't wait to get him um when I got back. So I shipped him and he showed up. He's awesome. He really is. And he's absolutely massive. I could tell really. by the
0: way you grope his inner thigh there. <laughs>
3: He's he's humongous, he really is. And I, I really hope that they do the add on set to give him the uh the breastmasters. The, the that would be great. Yeah. But uh I did do the transformation yesterday, transforming him into his component parts and uh it's difficult. The tank mode is quite easy actually, but the uh the jet mode is a pain in the ass. Quite quite difficult. But yeah. He's amazing. He really
4: is. His gun is pretty significant. Hey, yo, um,
3: yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, it's it's massive. Is that a gun yeah. or a third leg? <laughs> it it could it could work as a third leg.
0: Yeah, <laughs> he's not saying yeah. he's tested it out. He's just saying it'll work.
3: <laughs> yeah, and and then Yoshi, it is uh, it is rubber rubber treads oh. here, buddy. <laughs> On, on working gears, too, if you see them in there.
0: I do. That is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. Yeah. I'm going to leave it at
3: that, because I'm pretty pretty confident none of the other bastards have anything that can beat that.
4: Glad I went first.
3: <laughs> <laughs> All
2: right, Jeremy, you have to follow up Carnifex, a.k.a. Overlord.
1: comics. <laughs> I was traveling so I didn't make it to my comic book store until a few days ago I got my to all our one revolution and my revolution number four so I I guess they gave me the retail cover for both I don't even pay attention to some of those and I was also going through some of my TFCon stuff and Yoshi gave me this guy generation two slag
2: nice and
1: been having them on my desk, kind of fiddling with them for the past um, week or so. And he's a little loose just from age, but I've never had any of the G1 Dinobots until like probably six, seven years ago I got a G2 Grimlock from a friend. So, looks like I'm going to get G2 (laughs) original Dinobots.
0: Thanks, Yoshi. Oh yeah, you're welcome. Beats Carnifex. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Yoshi. Got something good? I do. Um, There is a vintage uh, toy store in town uh, that's going out of business. And I had racked up quite the credit at the store because I've been reducing my own collection. So I picked up G1 Soundwave. Ooh. Uh, so calm down, ladies. <laughs> uh, the action figure is G one. The box is a KO. Uh, Boo! Yeah. <laughs> so, still looks. Uh, it nice, needs the instruction manual.
3: Yeah, it does.
0: Yeah, it does. It looks really good. It's the, I was gonna say that box looks real mint. Yeah, no, this is <laughs> yeah. <laughs> after repro labels, I think you know boxes are the are the the most, probably the next big thing for people. But yeah, the the foam is cherry. The the box is cherry. I need to hunt down a manual, and I might uh, repro label the figure or at least have them available because uh, the figure is tight. I mean, it, it's not loose or anything, but it looks like he had it on display originally near natural sunlight based on how it's the stickers are fadey but uh yeah wicked cool
3: there was a, another thing you're going to need to get for that because there's a piece of of gray cardboard yeah that goes over top of the the styrofoam yeah and has openings for sound wave and buzzsaw to be seen oh but it covers the styrofoam and it's all, it's thrown away always. Sure. So so yeah, that's that's something. That if you're going for complete mint, blah blah blah, yeah, you'll need it.
0: I I would think I would off. end up having to buy a whole new figure before that would ever happen. I mean, I had to find one. Yeah. You know, which is fine. There's
3: one in the store that I part time at that has uh, that has one in it. It's
0: it's not. You know, it, it wasn't a figure I was going after. It was limited options in this store and having to blow through my cash or my, my, my credit quickly as possible. I also got the vintage comic book rack in the background, um, mm-hmm. but, uh, beats car and effects. Charles, what you got <laughs>
2: quickly, get, get the spotlight off of this guy. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so at my comic book store, uh, they had gotten some promotional materials for IDW's Revolution and uh, since the event was pretty much wrapping up uh, they took some posters down and they saved them for me they're like, do you want these posters? and I said, sure so it's a checklist with no dates right, (laughs) and then the actual art the promotional art
5: nice Nice. cool
2: so they gave me two cool. of these. So thanks, Charles. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Since you got such a good taste in shirts and all.
2: <laughs> yeah, we're we're twinsies, <laughs> Jeremy.
1: <laughs> oh oh, it looks like Yoshi's the other one
2: out. <laughs> oh, I didn't know. Daryl's got the shirt on too. Cool. <laughs> um also, uh, and uh, I don't know if K Girl's still in the chat, but I know she she works at Target. If she went to bed. Yeah, so so she works at Target. But I know, I saw on Reddit that Target uh, had uh, Deluxes uh, Titans Return Deluxes Wave One for nine ninety nine. And uh, I was in my local Target uh, this weekend, and I saw Hardhead. And uh, since you guys already showed Hardhead, I decided to show him in vehicle mode. Uh yes. Opened I opened them. him. I played with him. My daughter played with him too and had fun. So, yeah, he's a cool little figure. Uh I had uh, been resisting him but for, you know, that that drop in price, I thought, yeah, I'll take him. His arms a little loose, Jeremy. I don't know if is your uh, is your Hardhead's right arm a little loose? Uh Good. Yeah. Yeah, so I guess that's a I have yeah, a theory. Right arm is a lot tighter than the left. Yeah. No.
5: <laughs>
2: Hardhead has no genitalia, Yoshi. Oh. <laughs> so he could he couldn't even if he wanted to. And here's little. Uh, they call him Furos, but he's really Duros. So he's got a little
0: man, is what you're saying. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Gives himself head. Yeah. <clears throat> Gross, Charles. <laughs> Charles, That's come gross. on, man. Uh,
3: You're better than that. Yes. I expect that from Jeremy, not from you.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, li- I like the t- there's like- a, there's a There's a T-shirt idea in there. <laughs> yeah, I don't know.
5: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: All right, that's what I got uh, for a trip to the store. So that'll wrap it up for this week. And please uh, visit rippedapparel.com for awesome. But a fucking shirt. Awesome <laughs> uh, t shirts, lots of cool themes. And we just learned that uh, Paul, one of the main guys at Ripped Apparel there, is a big Transformers fan. So if you're into Transformers t shirts, they definitely have got you covered there. So check that out. Alright, we're back from our trips to the store and we're about to finish up the show but before we do, we're going to bid farewell to our new friend Paul from Ripped Apparel Thanks for uh, hanging out with us uh, on this episode, Paul
4: Yeah, thanks for having me. It was a great time Always love uh, talking with other Transformers fans and uh, thanks for uh, helping promote Ripped a little bit too Really appreciate it Awesome, and and we'll be on
2: the lookout for that uh, exclusive uh, Optimus Prime cover. I think uh, that's going to come near the end of uh, November, so uh, we'll be sure to to mention it here on the show
4: when uh, when it's out. And uh, uh, and I I think we we talked about doing a giveaway, so some lucky yes, you know, podcast listener might be able to get get their hands on one for free.
2: Definitely, yeah. So we will definitely. Uh, the the parameters of the contest have not been nailed down yet, but we will definitely have that uh, have that ready to go uh, when the
1: there's still time before the <laughs> comic
2: comes out. So. Yes, but uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> and with IDW, who knows? There might be a lot
5: of time. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. So so thanks, Paul. We really appreciate uh, you guys at, at Ripped Apparel for uh, for uh, letting us uh, do that giveaway for your comic and uh, and. Uh, we are definitely uh, looking forward to that.
4: Cool. Well, we'll do it. And uh, thanks for listening and thanks for having me on later. All right. We'll see you. See, see you later.
2: All right. We're to the end of the show with feedback.
0: I learned something today about feedback, Charles. What did you learn? That they have iTunes in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> uh, our first, our first uh, piece of feedback comes from iTunes in Canada uh, from Chauvener, who gave us five stars. Thank you so much. Uh, subject, uh, he called it, is feels good in my ear holes. Yes, we do. Um, so Chauvener goes on to write with all the transformers podcasts available out there i've chosen this one to be the one i lend my ear holes to the soothing sounds of all of the hosts voices are a welcome form of entertainment and information on my favorite toy line i have a long list of podcasts i subscribe to that i've that i like to listen to in order of release except for when transmissions comes out i always have to bump it to the top of the list Keep up the great job, and Big C, keep trying to pronounce my name properly. <laughs> keep pleasing my ear holes. Thanks, Ajid. Uh, Ajid, fuck off.
2: Goes <laughs> by <laughs> online. <laughs> I had I had problems with this. So he
5: wants to I'm hear you say it, right. say
0: it, not me say it. I, I said it, Ajid. Right, Ajid. Slower. Ajid got Did it you, right. He said say it, got it right. Can you say it slower with your shirt off now? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I,
2: as i mentioned last week Ajit is our uh returning patreon he returned to the patreon last week and he's here in the chat listening to us so Ajit, thank you for the itunes review on top of your already uh patreon support and he, so. he's also
1: now demanding your shirt off yeah he, he <laughs> pays so.
0: how much does it take to get your shirt off charles <laughs> well, we're not patreon even on video that. sir
5: uh that-
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's more Apparently a cat
1: <laughs> We've now moved into transmissions after dark. Yes. A new podcast that we're doing,
0: Schauvener, You you better best get your 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 uh, fucking um, postcard in so you can win this uh, MP Shockwave. have a chance to. Get yeah, two. <laughs> <clears throat> I think you might have already sent it. Yeah, it's in the mail. Yeah. All right, sweet. You're on top of your shit, man. <laughs> um, uh, kind of light on the feedback. We've got some tweets from uh, Christopher Kent, who has uh, shared with us his Prowl car over Twitter. I'm not exactly sure how this all started, Charles, but that is a sexy-looking vehicle that I want to own.
2: Yeah, this was uh, feedback from last week that uh um he had this uh, this car so we asked him to to share some pictures with us and he did and we retweeted them uh when this episode went when last week's episode went up
5: so it's, yeah it, that's
2: an awesome it's an awesome uh car yeah we'll put that and in. he uh, he sold it to uh TFcon so now you can see it at the uh, TFcon Chicago it, and Toronto
3: it's not he didn't sell it to TFcon he said it sold it to Transformers cars Oh,
0: okay.
1: They both start Sorry. with TFC. <laughs>
0: yeah. Either way, it's fucking gorgeous. Uh, but it does show up at TFCon, doesn't it? It does. Yes. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, that's uh, that's our feedback for this week, guys. So we we yeah we retweeted a
2: bunch. He sent us a bunch of uh, pictures, and we. Uh, Retweeted them. So he uh, he left a comment on our uh, episode 197 YouTube uh, uh, post last week. So there you nope. go.
1: Before we end the feedback section, I think I'd like to throw out an idea. Since next week is episode 200, I think we should have a huge feedback section next week. People need to write in and... Tell us what they like about the show, because episode two two hundred, everything ends.
0: That's going to have a revolution of
1: sorts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, just I'm, I'm serious though. I mean, send send feedback about you know whatever you like about the show, and um, you know we'll include it. N- news has been pretty sparse lately, so we need content.
2: you know you're 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 bringing the wrath of the gods on us there's going to be about 10 million new toys and and 50 comics released next week and and we're going to have a huge feedback section
0: well
1: it's episode 200 you gotta go big
2: (laughs) things are coming to an end or are they beginning You'll find out next week. Yep. All new, all different transmissions. <laughs> all right. Well, I think we are at the end of the show. Thank you everyone for listening and watching trips to the store. And thank you again to Paul from ripped apparel for coming on and, and hanging out with us. Uh, it was a great time. And he is a true blue Trans- Transformers fan. So uh, it's good to have someone like that. Ready to give us all the Transformers themed shirts we can we can uh, we can take. So, I, I definitely have gotten a bunch of shirts from Ripped Apparel, and i uh, looking forward to to more as they come out. Thanks, everyone, for listening. We'll see you next week in Big Episode 200.
0: We will talk to you later. Bye bye. Bye. Bye everybody. Later. Thanks for listening to transmissions. Remember, you can help support the show by visiting our sponsor, Prime Toys, at primetoys.net. Be sure to use our promo code TRANSMISSIONS during checkout to receive 10% off any regularly priced Transformers item. That's any Hasbro, Takara, or third-party Transformer. For a more personal touch, you can also support the show by donating to us directly via Patreon or PayPal. Once you become a donor, you will receive access to donor-only goodies like donor-only contests, listening to us record transmissions live, and getting transmission swag at 20% off. You can find links for this at transmissionspodcast.com slash support. Subscribing to us on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play is also a great way to help support us at Transmissions. Every subscription we get helps us get better noticed on those services. Leaving us a comment and five-star review doesn't hurt either. Be sure to come chat with us on Discord. You'll find a link for Discord at transmissionspodcast.com slash Discord. Of course, you can always send us an email at feedback at transmissionspodcast.com. And finally, check out our petition to help bring back a G1 Transformers comic. Thank you all again for listening, and we'll see you again next week.
3: We might be legit, but we're still very unorganized.
2: <laughs> all right, Jeremy, take it away. We'll 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 edit around this.
5: All right.
1: Mike, we love you. So hopefully he's still on board with us.
2: Pick <laughs> your point. Dale, you're on mute if you're I saying something. I was muted.
5: <laughs> That's
2: why
3: I was typing it.
2: Unless uh, you guys have any other questions, I think we're at the end of the interview where we do our rapid fire for all our uh, our interview guests. Oh, sweet.
4: You didn't tell me about this. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, we 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 want to make sure you're surprised so there's no, uh,
4: you know, you don't
3: you don't have a chance to prepare for these questions. Could, could you give me just
4: <laughs> 10 seconds?
3: Quickly opens up another browser, searches up last interview, goes
0: through <laughs> the, like, rapid fire questions.
3: <laughs>
1: I'm back. I'm sorry about that. My kid would not go to sleep tonight.
0: Adoption's always an option, Jeremy. <laughs> But you wanna take him in? No, no, that's not what I was saying. (laughs) How did you come to that conclusion? (laughs) I love uh... you two hundred times, Matt. (laughs) Fuck, that was loud. Now I'm deaf. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Turn it down there, sided (laughs) pants. Go through all this effort to leave us beautiful reviews and we can't pronounce their names. This is a test
5: of the emergency podcast system. If this were actually a test, you would be forced to buy...